everybody, my name is Brian, that is Shane, and you are watching the Popcast! Apparently we need a drum roll. We need like a we need like a, a, a thing that's like got a drum roll. Yeah, we need we need a drum roll roll in our intro for sure. Anyways, welcome my friends. It is April 1st, aka April Fool's Day, which made my job today of locating the best news this week very difficult. <laughs> in oh, yeah? fact, I threw um, one of the April Fool's joke uh, stories in here, and I mm. didn't tell Shane which one. So we'll see if Shane can figure out which one is the April Fool's joke and which one's not. I probably won't be able to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... We, we got my kids pretty good. My, my son was sick today, and so he didn't have to go to school uh, this morning. But around 10 o'clock, my wife's like said, go get dressed. Let's go. Got to go to school. He's like, what? what's going on? Hmm. She's like, no, we got to go right now. And uh, he got all freaked out. And she's like, April Fool's. Hmm. Man, punking your kid like that. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I tried to tell my landlord I wasn't going to pay the rent. And uh, he was like, okay, you've been evicted. <laughs> I was like, like oh, April Fool's. Uh -huh. April Fool's. He's like, April Fool's, and you're like, uh, not really. All right, listen, uh, we are talking about a lot of cool stuff today. Um, of course, we are going to be reviewing Picard Episode 3. It'll be the last thing we do on this uh, show, because it's probably going to take up the majority of, uh, <laughs> of the first half of the show. But additionally, we are talking about Paramount, uh, Paramount's announcement, um, to release new editions of Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Very interesting stuff. A new movie just dropped today from Judd Apatow called The Bubble. It looks fantastic. And we're going to check out that trailer and see if uh, that is what we will be watching this weekend. Of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi announcement. It was delayed, but with good reason. And the Picard Episode 3 review. Over in the other section, we're talking about Star Trek. Carl Urban breaking silence on his new involvement in the sequel or not. Who knows? We'll see. We're going to be talking about the teaser trailers, uh, the little, the little short little 15 second things that Paramount dropped about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, about Spock and Ahura and Hemner. And um, some people are upset about that. Also, Rings of Power will be a little bit more like Game of Thrones. Hmm. To be honest, uh, if it's a little more like Game of Thrones, uh, okay. I'm cool with that. And lastly, Zack Snyder's Justice League wins most cheer-worthy moment at the Academy Awards. And uh, I know it's old news, but let's be real. We didn't watch the Academy Awards. So. True. Okay. Uh, Shane, how you doing, bro? How's your week going? Are you almost done or are you just starting? What's the skinny, my dude? Uh, Well, you know, I... I really need to take this moment. Um, I've been thinking about this all week since the last time we got together. And can I have a moment here? As long as you stop beating the crap out of your keyboard, because it's very audible. You're like... I do it every week. Every week. <laughs> like, that poor keyboard, man. All right, no, of course you can have a moment. Go for it, bro. Well, it's, it's important that I take this moment, because I've been thinking about it all week. And um, I... It just needs to be said. This is very hard for me to do. Wait, wait. Is uh, do I need to do this? Rant of the week. No, 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 no. 
Oh, okay. My bad. Go ahead. No, it is my week to do a rant, but I guess I don't have anything. Yeah, I guess this is your rant of the week. You want me, given, want me to hit the button for you? It can't be my rant. No, it's not the rant of the okay. week. Okay, all right. Um, It's serious, actually. It's not even a rant. Oh, is... oh, okay. All right, here we go. So earlier this week on Monday, I found myself... Um, I found myself going back to Star Trek Discovery Season 1. And I just kind of made my way through the entire series. Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, Season 4. And what I've decided and what I realize is that I now know that Star Trek Discovery is probably the best Star Trek ever made. And um, Excuse me, everybody. I mean, We're having some technical difficulties. We'll get right back to you. I'm just... I'm sorry. It's April, April Fools! Fools but you know, <laughs> I'm mentioning April Fools at the beginning. I'm like, oh no, you're uh, saying April Fools. No one's going to believe this when I say it. You try to deal with a straight face, but I saw the edges of your eyes start to tear up a little bit. Yeah, I, I had, bro. I have been planning this since yesterday to do this April Fools joke. And I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to, you know, I wanted you to be surprised too. You should have told me not to, to mention April Fools. But then you would have known I was doing something for April Fool's, and it wasn't <laughs> good. So I just the timing was off. It's, right. so it's, I, it's been a good week. I have an announcement. Okay, I also really like Star Trek. I can't say. Can't do it now that we've played that out. All right, man. Um, there's some folks here in the live chat. David Nonia, long time to see my dude. Art Mage Frey, Denny Rowe, and I'm sure some others. What do you want to get started with? Do you want to start with the show? Do you want to just like jump into oh, it? Well, I mean, it's it's been like a, a crazy week. Um, a couple of things we probably have to announce. We do have a video coming out tomorrow, right? We do, do we? I'm assuming I get it done. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we have a video coming out tomorrow. Uh, it's about Stargate. I think we can tell people that. Yeah. Um, and maybe in the member section, we'll talk a little more specifically about what that is. Um, but so get ready for that. That's coming out tomorrow. Um, next week I will not be here. Next week I will not be on the live show. Next week we're gonna have a special guest. Special guest, with Brian, uh, and maybe uh, maybe a couple. Actually, I'm working with somebody else to try to lock them in for next week too. Oh, don't make my so, job hard. Yeah, but you, it'll be easy for you because you're just you're good at this. You know. We'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> we're definitely yeah. gonna have a guest host. We'll see about other multiple hosts. Well, not multiple hosts. One host, but you might have a special guest next week. Oh, yes. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. But anyways, it, I'm just glad to be here with you guys again. I feel like we've been doing this a lot lately, and I'm excited because we're close to 1,000 subscribers. So thank you guys for being here. Yes, we are so close. In fact, on that note, if you're watching this right now and you want to see more, hit the subscribe button. We are this close to 1,000 subs. And uh, we would need your help. You know, hit the like button while you're down there. Hit the share button. All those buttons and help us get to a thousand sub ASAP. We are so close. It's been what almost two years now. <laughs> Three years. Ten, ten years. No, no, it'll be a year. I don't even know. A long year. time. It's a year this month. Feels like a long time. And uh, so go get down there and hit that button. Okay, so we're gonna start off the show with some very interesting news. Very perplexing news. Uh, I don't actually don't understand why this is happening. But, um, uh, okay, it's very weird. Paramount announced they're going to be releasing a demastered VHS-only edition 
I can't even do it with a straight face. God what? damn it, bro. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm so I can't. Right now. <laughs> so I saw this news drop on Extreme Tech and it said uh, Paramount announces demastered edition of Star Trek D Space Nine and Voyager. And it was like, instead of a Blu ray uh, remastered or upscaled version, they're actually going to drop it down to VHS and release a, release a special edition of the VHS series. And here's the crazy part. They're, the math was so good on this, on, this, on this article. Like the way they explained why, how it's better for uh, sales and all these great things. All the, only to get all the way to the end and for it to be April Fool's. What? <laughs> I mean, I personally don't even care because I don't have any of those mediums anymore. Did, do, how many people really have Blu-ray and everything still? Uh, still I mean... That? I still have Blu-ray in the sense where I think I have Blu-ray like uh like my, I think my Xbox has a Blu-ray. Okay. But the funny thing about it is um the very end cuz I was like the whole not, the whole time I was like this is the stupidest thing ever. Why would they do this? Uh-huh. I've been waiting for years. Years for a Blu-ray version of Voyager. I want to see Voyager. Why? Because I want to see Voyager in like widescreen, high quality. There is nothing. Uh, yeah, I just I guess people care a lot about that. I guess you you like this. Of I course, care. I care about it. There, I can't. I can barely even watch the the current version anymore. <laughs> That's terrible. Okay. But when I, so I was reading right. this article and I was getting super irritated the whole time, I was like, "This makes no sense. Why even waste? Why is anyone wasting time on this?" And the very end, it was like, um, "Plans are reportedly in the works to reissue Star Trek the animated series." Uh, <laughs> of a recently discovered laser dick ma- di- la- laser disc what? manufacturer <laughs> in the Sony DAC fa- factory, and proved if it proves popular, Paramount might consider it releasing TOS on Betamax. And the second it said Betamax, Betamax, I was like, yeah. Yeah, "Oh, funny. this is the joke." The yeah. whole time, though, it was so well put together. This entire article, kudos to the screen check. It's good. But when they said Betamax, I was like, no way. I'm sorry. I could I could see people companies making poor decisions like su- supporting Laserdisc and VHS still, but never Betamax. Yeah. Oh man, it was so good. And I really do want to see a version of Voyager like in proper 4K. It'd be beautiful. Okay. Well, that's to each their own. I mean, I'm fine with it the way it is now, but you know, that's interesting. You're fine with it the way it is. You know, I just I don't you, need it. I don't need to watch things so that they're, I mean, it's, I guess it's cool if it's already like that, but I'm just not, I'm not going to pay extra money to watch something in, in, in better sound quality. Or you, secure sound. you must, you must not have like a good comparison. Uh, what do you mean? Like watch the original and then watch the ups, the, the remastered version, like side by side. But I don't have that, so it's like that's why it doesn't bug me. It's not like it's not like a, now. If you ask me, like if I have a choice when I'm on Amazon and I'm looking at a movie and it's like, Amazon buy this one regular and buy this 4K. I mean, I'm and if it's the same price, I'm gonna get the 4K. But you know, honestly, I'm still watching TOS original series like not remastered. <laughs> well, are you wa- where are you watching them on Paramount or Netflix? Uh, I. I think I tried what I watched it on Paramount. Yeah. Oh, well, then that's they have remastered. remastered episodes. That's they have remastered. some remastered, but I was not watching the remastered ones. Okay. All right. Well, you're a Cretan and a barbarian. It's just, it doesn't matter to me, but you know, Whatever. maybe to some people it does. Whatever so, you say, whatever you say, weirdo. Who doesn't want, who doesn't want a 4k? Weirdo. 
Imagine, just, just consider this. 7 of 9, walking, climbing the Jeffrey's tube in 4K. I guess when you experienced it in the original, you don't need it when it first came out. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And by the way, yeah, Archmage, this is the funniest thing about the article. They mention every format except for HD DVD. <laughs> That's how poor that format did. Even the fake article decided it wasn't that we wouldn't buy it <laughs> if they mentioned HD DVD. Right. All right. Um, <laughs> I want to see Voyager so bad. High quality. I've even tried to upscale episodes and it just. That's how you know you care about it. Because Brian, guys, Brian, before he'll watch something, he will try to upscale it himself before he watches it. You understand? It. The only reason I didn't is because, like, to upscale one episode, it would take, like, 30 hours. Oh, wow. It would take so much time. So, all right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> that was the April Fool's. So, I guess I didn't, didn't fool anybody because I started laughing halfway through it. I'm horrible at, at uh, joking, man. All right. Let's talk about the bubble, Shane. Have you seen this oh. trailer yet? Yeah, before we talk about it, there's a couple of things that came out that we should probably mention since we're just going to talk about random movies. I got this like this this these lights in my face, like right down the middle of my screen here. I am the worst sitting position. Yeah, um, and it's bugging me. So yeah, your whole your whole setup is a mess. It's wait a sec, it's better. What are you talking it's, about? Look behind me. Look at it. It is better. It's better. But it's like every week I there's something. Stuff. Every week it's like oh my chair is too low, my camera is too high, the oh, contrast. You now know, there's lights on your face. Do you know the blinds, the like the 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 vine, whatever the blinds that you got, you pull, and they got little holes in them, right? And the damn sun is right there, coming through these tiny little holes, and I can't move because it's in the middle. Look, literally, it's in the middle of my forehead. Tape right, them. Right? Tape the holes. I can't. There's like fifty of them or something. Uh, anyway. A line of masking tape right down. You just rough. have to deal with it for like the next hour. So it's okay. Like, All right. So, anyways, let's let's uh, before we do the bubble though. I wanted to talk about uh, the fact that I did watch. You told me we were going to talk about this, so I went out of the way. Death to on the Nile. The Death on the Nile. Yeah. I fell asleep 20 minutes in, so I, I decided it's probably not worth watching. <laughs> well, I went through the whole thing, and I will tell you it's not worth watching. So for everybody out there who wants to watch Death of the Nile, if you like are really bored and you have nothing else to do and you've literally seen everything else out there, then watch Death of Death on the Nile because it's not a good movie, and you know who the killer is, like from yeah. Can I? Can I? Let me just hold up one second. Rant of the week. Oh, all right. All right, little mini rant here, guys. Okay, I was so excited to watch Death on the Nile. So I'm actually irritated that you brought it up. I was so excited to watch this movie. I've been telling Shane for weeks, weeks. Um, we got to cover this movie when it comes out. It's gonna be great. Blah blah, and. Uh, I turned it on, and the first, like, like 15, 20 minutes of this movie is nothing like what it was advertised. It's literally like a black and white movie somewhere. It's like, no, it's not a black and white. No, but feel it has that vibe. It has a vibe it's of, like, old. a black and white old movie or something. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I... When do we get to the good part where it's, like, an actual movie that should, that should be made in 2022? And it oh, took... It, yeah, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, and Gal Gadot is not even good in it. A solid all. third of the movie was completely pointless, in my opinion. I, I kept falling asleep. Finally, I, I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to start fast forwarding. And I fast forwarded until I saw the color get corrected, right? Right. And then I didn't know what it was about. 
And I was like, you know what? This is dumb. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I just turned it off. Didn't finish it. <laughs> it does get better after 30 minutes, but it's never very good. Like, well, whose choice was that? It's such a weird artistic choice. It was so dumb. I mean, it's it was set... I mean, it was supposed to be like a murder on the Orient Express. Right. It was supposed to be set like at the turn of the century... You know, a bunch. Of, you know, the the rich people who used to go about Europe and vagabonding and stuff. I mean, so it kind of made sense, but it was just really poorly done. It was poorly done. It was boring. The pacing was all over the place. The formatting was weird. It, it some someone had someone thought I'm a genius, and they're and they're gonna make a movie. In reality, they just let their own artistic nonsense get in the way, and it just was like disappointing. I'm yeah, disappointed. It was, it was it was not a good story. Um, also, just, just to note, I, I was able to go see, um, um, the movie with Sandra Bullock, Lost City. Oh yeah, Lost City. And, uh, and just put it out there for you guys. Great date movie. Um, Sandra Bullock's okay, but honestly, it wasn't that great of a movie. Either, no, so. I gotta tell you, there's one thing that if you're really into Shanning Tatum's rear end, then you're going to love this movie. Like if yeah, you, there's it, a lot of that. A lot of naked Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah, if you just like really want to check out naked Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, whatever his name is, what a stupid name, go watch that movie. <laughs> Channing Taint, him. Ta- not Taint. Let's go watch his Taint. Tatum, not Taint. Ta- Tatum's Taint. Yeah, um, you get it. You get it. Yeah. Hopefully, though, the next movie we're talking about is called The Bubble with Jud Jud Apatow. Apatow. It looks pretty good. And looks good, and we're gonna we're gonna get copyright claimed here and watch a trailer. You down for that, Shane? I am down for it. It's got Karen Gillian in it, which is well, Gillen, which was always awesome, and it's got Leslie Mann. It's got his a lot of similar people he likes to use. Enjoy the copyright claims while we're not monetized, boys and girls. There we go. Of course, launching today. Proper day to launch a Judd Apatow movie. Is it, it's out today? Yeah. No. You tell people what it's about. Uh, I mean, yeah, but if I tell them what they're about, it's gonna, and they haven't seen the trailer, then it's gonna mur- ruin oh, the trailer. It. I'm sorry, you're right. All right, so I don't, I don't want to do that. We'll, we'll talk about it when that time comes up. Here we go. We're almost at the nest. Epic, right, that Jane? sounds like a baby crying for its mama. <laughs> I love this so much. And cut. Now that was a great take. All right, so this is a movie about making a movie during the COVID uh, lockdown, and so like using primarily green screen and the face shields and all that stuff, and yeah, hygiene, and, and they end they end up getting quarantined and hijinks and so. Welcome to the start of production of Cliff Beast Six. Cliff Beast Six, I love that. Like that's that's another just that's a, that's like a a play on um on how ridiculous movies are nowadays. Like you don't see this, but so it, they're working on Cliff Beast Six, but underneath Shane's camera there it says Cliff Beast Space Fury Five. <laughs> <laughs> so like <laughs> they they started a movie series about these dinosaurs, or whatever, and at some point where do they go? Space. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> we keep making fun of that, but it's true. Please make sure you're wearing proper PPE. Physical touch is, of course, off the table. So I would recommend... I love this actor, by the way. The guy from Portlandia? I always forget his name. Oh, it's, uh... Yes. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen, yeah, he's awesome. You will soon learn to hate these people. We are one of two movies in production right now. If we fail, the studio is going to go down. I'm not a magician. I know you're not a fucking magician. If you were a fucking magician, you'd pull a movie out of your ass. Oh my god, it's Minnie Driver. I love her. This movie's gonna make the world forget about all their problems. What we're doing is edgy. It's real. just. I love this guy so much. I don't know why, but I love this guy. Fred Armistar or whatever. He's kind of funny sometimes. Hey guys, I don't feel so good. Some of you tested positive he's an SNL for influenza. Guy. Yeah, he's a he's an alum, right? Oh yeah, things are for a long time. Which is the good virus? Should we be concerned about you know this level of vomit? There's some really creepy shit going down on the cliffs inside right now. Hey Gunther, why do you look like Benedict Cumberbatch right now? Hello, I'm Dr. Strange. <laughs> Stop being Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> David and Company. Stop being Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. No, he, that's great. David's great. My, you know, Keegan Michael Key's great. Oh, he's looking older guy. lately, huh? Guys, he's aging, man. Yeah. Leslie Mann's in it. I mean, this is this is really going to be... It should be a funny movie. And even Kate McKinnon's in it from SNL. Yeah, this should be hilarious. It should be funny. And, and Keegan! The problem with Netflix... Or, oh, yeah, we're still going. No, that's right. The problem with Netflix is... Is that, you know... I've yet to see something really good come out on Netflix that I was like, wow, that's like... That's like theater quality movie. Right. So hopefully, and I'm not sure why that is. It's not like, I mean, I'm going into it completely open-minded. So why is it, I'm, I'm assuming that it's because there's something a little bit like wish version of the theater going on at Netflix, right? Um, I mean, see, I don't, I mean, maybe you're thinking about like Netflix specific series, but like, there's also movies that were not that were made for the theater, but Netflix just bought up before they can get there. Maybe, but I'm thinking like, you know, uh, the recent one with Ryan Reynolds. Well, actually, the recent two or three with Ryan Reynolds on there. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of like the uh, Army of the Dead one. Um, you know, all those Netflix special movies. I don't know what it is. They just didn't they weren't great movies. Yeah, they had yeah, you know? they feel like they're missing something. Something's missing and I can't quite put my finger on it. Even if they're entertaining. Hopefully yeah, hopefully this is good, you know. Um I don't know. Well, luckily this does this doesn't actually have to have good graphics cuz like the whole point of it is that they're making a movie. So Yeah, yeah. If it's funny, I think they'll be successful. If it's anything other than you know, it has to be funny though, because that's it's a Jude Apatow movie, and and you, you know you're kind of expecting that. So, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Well, uh, you guys, let us know uh, what you think here in the in the chat. What do you guys think about this? You guys excited to see some Judd, some The Bubble by Judd Apatow? 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 What did they say? Oh, Cliff Beast. <laughs> I love this. Cliff Beast Four was the best one in my opinion. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, that's 
Uh, did anyone really think that Kenneth Branagh would do justice to Jeff Ethan now to watch him? Uh, I, I thought it was going to be great, and it was not. So, What made you think it was going to be great? I don't know. I just had this vibe about it, dude. I mean, it, I, it, had, it had all the winning pieces. What's that? I watched the previews, and there was nothing that really stood out to me. Um, I don't know. I had this really weird intro that was like, you know, the main character, the guy who's like the, the, the detective, he has this like World War One horrible experience, right? And now yeah. he's a detective, and that just never really translated. No, it didn't. It was, you know, it was very strange. Rough, rough. Oh, Orville Nation says, probably done on lesser budgets. That might be what it is. Maybe I'm noticing like the budget is not as good. He right? prefers Cliff Beast, Cliff, Cliff Beast 3D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to watch it and we'll, well, I won't be here to talk about it next week. But Cliff Beast 2, Return of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. I love how Cliff Beast 5, they went to space. It's like whenever a franchise has run out of ideas, they turn to space every single time. Well, it reminds me of that of the um, the movie that uh, Ben Stiller did with uh, where Robert Downey Jr. was black. What was that movie? Oh, Tropic Thunder. And in the beginning of that movie, he's like Ben Stiller's like this this actor who's kind of done all the same movies, and it's like Ice Six or Ice Eight, and he's got these two babies on him. He's in space with guns and stuff. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. This uh, I remember thinking to myself, I'm watch that movie. Yeah, right. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, I might watch that. I might watch that. I realize that maybe I have bad taste. I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, be telling yeah. people what to watch. What's wrong with us? There are movies that just can't be made today, and you know that is one of them. Like, tro- like Tropic Thunder, in today's in today's climate, and it's a classic. Couldn't could yeah. never be made. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't even make it. Out of the editing booth, you know, mm. wouldn't make it to the writers' table. It, well, nobody'd be brave enough to make it, right? Frankly speaking, you know, right. terrified of being. Oh my gosh, is it going to sell? Is is it going to be okay in China? Will the Chinese <laughs> buy it? You know, it's like people are worried way too much about, you know, what's going to happen. They yeah. just need to make it. Will the Chinese buy it? Yeah, no. Right. The answer is no. Not not if it has not if it has counter reason it. Okay, um, uh, let's talk about, ooh, uh, Shane's favorite topic recently is a little <clears throat> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And we got some bad news, right, Shane? I don't know, because I can't find it. So <laughs> you'll have to read this one. To, it, it, I usually curate the news for us, but Brian hooked it up today, and I, I can't find the, uh, the reason why. So it's a, let it's okay, Shane. It's okay. Can't find it. So according to... Uh, uh, Obi-Wan himself, this is what they said. Thank you for all your incredible support and response to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, thank you for your incredible support and response to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have some important news. I have some important news, everyone. Our premiere date is moving just a couple of days from Wednesday to Friday, May the 27th. All right, so they have moved the premiere date from Wednesday to Friday. Is that the change? That is the announcement trailer. Is that is that why I can't find it? Because it doesn't matter? <laughs> it doesn't, is that, it doesn't what matter whatsoever. 
Is that why? Because I'm like, here's the exciting part. The first moved. What's happening? And I'm like trying to see. I'm like, well, it says May 27th. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much close to what it was. I think it was May 25th, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's moving from May 25th to May 27th. (laughs) 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 And there's a whole announcement trailer before it. Additionally, it's going to launch with two episodes of the series instead of one. Yeah, there's six total episodes. So so a third of its episodes would drop. <laughs> that, that right. Two episodes will premiere together. Okay. Right. news. Why is this news? But there was a cool look up that Darth Vader inside the announcement trailer. Check it out. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. See, I told you he's not going to have his helmet. Look at that. He looks wow. really he looks really weird to me. He looks bad, dude. I was look- kind of expecting still getting kind of... I mean, I don't know Darth Vader didn't have hair. Okay, that made sense. Um, wow, does that even look like him? It doesn't even look like him. It looks like a stormtrooper or something. Zoom in or something? Is there, I mean, my... Yeah, it's really small on my screen. Can't really zoom in. Wow, okay. That's a bummer. Yeah, it doesn't look right. But that... That's, that's not Vader right there. That's not Vader. Who is that? No, that's the uh, that's the executioner. That's, oh, then that wasn't Vader. Then that's the executioner or whatever. That last one wasn't Vader. I guess it wasn't Vader. It looked a lot like Hayden Christian to me. No. Well, he is going to be different, and I think we're going to. Yeah. We won't have the helmet as much. As yeah. We're yeah. So that's the entire uh, that's the entire news article. <laughs> <laughs> we're like news light today, man. Dude, it had like. It, but it had like like two million hits, and I'm like, oh wow, this is gonna be good. And it was like, I have some news. We're moving from Wednesday to Friday, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> this is a case of like Disney Plus being like thinking everybody cares as much as they do about exactly what's happening on which day, right? And like, like and is, I gotta ask, is that a product of? How sort of rabid and toxic, I don't want to say the word toxic, but like sort of insane some of the fans are nowadays when it comes to like their favorite stuff, like Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever. Like, do they feel the need to like over communicate because they don't want to start like already getting canceled or something before the thing comes out? Or I mean, maybe. I, I think you have to put it out. Does, does it need to be done by Obi-Wan Kenobi and like in an apologetic way? No, it's two days. <laughs> <laughs> with, you know, with like an epic soundtrack behind him <laughs> it's just gotta be like hey guys oh, it's gonna be two days later okay you know and apparently the only thing it's impacting here is uh the series will now overlap with marvel's mrs miss marvel series for one fewer week which i'm not sure why that matters either yeah who cares uh yeah the miss marvel marvel series looks like absolute hot trash oh my god I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't even looked at it. So Shane hasn't seen it yet, but Shane, if you looked at it, you would, you would, you would be like, "Oh, is this, is this Marvel?" Because <laughs> like, like, dude, the trailer has like a very like um, Ryan's toy review kind of vibe to it, where it's like <laughs> Ryan's toy review. Nice. Yeah, where it's like there's like colorful like com- like comic book like mm-hmm. like drawings and stuff going on while they're Are talking their parents in like Chuck E. cheese suits running around without the heads it's on just so bad um the kid like the character is like this like poor something i don't even know what religion she is or whatever but she's like she's very like 
not in a good way, and she gets these powers, and of course, you know, all the bad guys, they're gonna pay for it, I guess, I don't know, and some guy walks in, he has, like, no shirt on, and she's like, oh, look at his abs, and you're like, what am I watching? <laughs> like, it doesn't even look like Marvel, it looks like, it looks like a Nickelodeon commercial, you know, TV show or something, it's so bad. Oh, yeah, I mean, Disney Plus is targeted towards the younger folk, usually. Yeah, this is a Marvel property. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Archmage says the trailer is edited a very tween animated. Yeah, it's tween animated. It's very, very weird. That should be like a category, tween animated. <laughs> yeah. Tween animated, the whole column. I really believe we should make that category because then that will allow me to avoid what I don't want to see. <laughs> you can just completely skip the category. Yeah. Oh, look at this good movie. Oh, no, that's in the tween section. Ah, now I'm good. Thanks. Passing by. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, so I was actually going to almost uh, be like, we need to report Miss Marvel just to see your initial reaction. Like, not that we actually want to do it, but I wanted I wanted you to watch the trailer and then call me and say, why would you want to talk about that? That would have been funny. I would have been like, absolutely not. <laughs> what is the purpose behind this insanity? <laughs> All right, we're going to get to the Star Trek Picard here coming up pretty soon. Um, Are we not talking Strange? Oh, we're talking Strange New Worlds later? Yeah. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I know you really want to talk about it. As long as we're going to talk about it. I do want to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I want to talk about it after the Picard review. Okay? Yeah, it's true. We have been doing the Picard review kind of at the top. Apologize, guys, if that's what you came for. But, um, you know, it is going to be a little bit more of a deep discussion. So, But to be fair, we've only been online for what? Uh, 40 minutes. Okay. So now, Picard. Have we been online for 40 minutes already? Oh, my God. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about, like, the, the, the sun shining in my face and and bad movies that have been released lately. Okay. All right. So, without further ado, let's get to the Picard Season 2, <laughs> Episode 5, Review! <laughs> I don't know if I can Okay. So, remind me to make a Picard <laughs> review, like, stinger. We- Something. Right, I was thinking like, why don't we like, like this is what you're good at. Like, so, please write that down. Like, we need to make a stinger for the Picard like, review. Picard, like, yeah, yeah. Thing okay, so here we go, guys. We're talking about Picard season two, episode five. The title is "Fly Me to the Moon." Let me on the storm. It's "Fly Me to the Moon," which is a reference to old Frankie Blue Eyes. That's your favorite. That's my favorite crooner of all time. And uh, Frank Sinatra, in case you guys don't know uh, his the nickname I give him in the bedroom. but No, that's actually his nickname, bro. I know, man. I was making a joke. But oh, sorry. Thanks for stepping on it. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I, I actually took you serious for a second there. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's first first mistake. That's true. That's true. I don't know why I did that. So we open on this episode after getting through the whole, like, you know, skip skip uh, intro nonsense. And we are looking at Renee Picard, who appears to be in a spaceship of some sort. Woo. And uh, we find out it's Renee, Renee, Renee Picard toward the end here uh, when it reveals her name tag. But let's be real, guys. Uh, we knew it last week when uh, when we said, "Hey, look, that's Renee Picard," because it said it in the Amazon X-ray. <laughs> that's that's true. It did. It, it, they do the the subtitles will give away things. Yeah, they need to be better at that though. Like we weren't supposed to know who that person was. 
I don't. Yeah, we weren't. Right? No, we weren't. And here's going to be something irony about it. The the first time we see her, she's laughing, having a good old time reading a book, right? Right. And now this episode. And happens. now she's depressed. <laughs> now she's like a depressed. I mean, what is she bipolar? I mean, maybe I guess, but no. Uh, I mean, that would make sense. A little bit, a little bit messed up there. So she's flying the the ship, and then she crashes, and then it's a simulation. So she's like practicing because her job in a couple days is her taking off. On the Europa mission to uh, the moon of Io or something, right, Shane? The Europa mission going to Io, yes. I probably got that right. Which Euro- which is ironic to me because Europa is also a moon of Jupiter. So why is it not the Io mission? I don't know. Yeah, we, we need to know more about this. I don't know. Now, here's the interesting part. Um, uh, I got to turn the subtitles on because I keep forgetting this chick's name. It's like oh, you, you, oh Talim, Talim. Her oh. name's Orla Brady. Um, Ta- yeah, Talon. Talon. All right. So one quick thing about this scene. Actually, we're gonna get there. I actually learned something yesterday um, after our members only review, and I was like, oh man, I wish I would have known that during the review. But dude, when she's using the keypad, it's uh, Romulan. It's in Romulan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was which is cool, or is it? But you know the question is 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 does that mean like it means something to us or is it just like a wink and a wink and a nod to her original character? Like that's the problem with this with this show right now is we don't know we don't know what's like real and what's what's kind of wink and noddish or what's what's a member berry, right? Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, that's a good point cuz like if it was classic Star Trek everything would matter and we would actually be like yeah. discussing it. Yes, everything would matter. But some things just don't matter in this new version of Star Trek. Sometimes you just, like, put it in there because it's cool. Yeah, like when the Discovery ship was having, like, an existential crisis and needed a therapist. That didn't matter. That was what the show was about. Are we going to talk about that now? (laughs) No, no, I don't want to talk about it. So so in the making of the video, I was getting getting clips. And uh, (laughs) I just happened to land on that Discovery where, where the ship was like, Something is wrong. I really need to talk to you, doctor. And like, who? Why? <laughs> Why is this happening? Oh man, it drove me nuts. Um. All right. So back to Picard, uh, which is the better show right now. We go back to the ship. We uh, the Queen. I love the framing of this. My God, I love the Queen. The Queen is so good in this series. Jeez. Yeah, she is. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention something about Renee Picard, and it's important because we've been leaning on our theory. If Ray, if Renee Picard is truly the the point, the point in time that needs to be fixed, then um, and it's not some sort of faint by the Picard team, then then that's going to throw our theory completely out. Oh, how dare they? Yeah, and so our our theory that it was associated to the Romulans actually uh, will be gone. But right. it did take five episodes for that to happen. Hey, that might be a record for us. That is a new record. Yeah, you usually our theories are debunked. Either either they're completely <laughs> right or they're debunked really quickly. Right. Um. Okay. So the Borg Queen is like, listen, I gotta, <clears throat> I gotta get out of this ship, man. And so she starts dialing um phone calls. She's gonna call the cops. And I found it interesting that in order to get access to that part of the ship. She went through a series of voices. She went through Girardi's voice. She went through Rios' voice. I'm sorry, Picard's voice, and then eventually Rios. No one has full access to that ship except for Captain Rios, which I thought was cool. 
That makes sense, yeah. And 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 just to say here that that um, that the Borg Queen is probably the best thing about Picard season two right now, because Annie Wershing has just like embodied what it is to be the the Borg Queen, and she's just nailing it. Yeah, uh, she's really doing a great job. She's terrifying. She's you know she's witty. She's cunning, um, and it shows it in you know in using these different voices. And I guess if you started with Rios, then she, you wouldn't be able to show off that she could say everybody else's voice. But since Rios is the captain of the ship, I would have thought maybe she would have started with him. But well, maybe she has a connection to Girardi. So she, she went, oh, Girardi. And then you go, who, who's in charge here? Well, Picard's in charge. Oh, well, that didn't work. So who's in charge of the ship specifically? Oh. That's true. She didn't do Rafi or anything. Right. All right, um, and then speaking of Rafi, uh, they have they have this cool uh, cell phone in what appears to be one of those um, armor cases that you can buy on Amazon, and they're gonna drop an EMP on the bus. Um, I hated this so much. Um, yeah, the EMP. So I, I hated I hated how angry Rafi got once again. About seven being like, yo, you can't just like storm the bus and you know, you can't teleport them out because like it's gonna mess the timeline. She's like, No, you care about the timeline, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's can we just address Rafi's like complete inability to control herself so far? Right. Like, after I kind of gave her some leeway at the beginning because she's dealing with the death of Elnor. But you know, we're five episodes in now. It's time to like move on a bit. Right. Um, and you get this kind of argument going back and forth between the two. And, um, you know, they weren't concerned at all last week when they, when they beamed out in the middle of the police, like staring at them. Right. Like, yeah. Like, like, I'm not sure why they where they're concerned this week. Yeah. Now, now they're concerned, but however, seven and nine does calm her down and she goes, give me the tricorder. And she like presses some buttons and she like launches an EMP and the bus stops moving. And my problem is they are super, they're like, Immediately, like four hundred yards away from the thing, like that's that cell phone. Like it just seemed too convenient. I really wish it would have made it would have been better had they ran up to the street, set something on the cell phone, and hid behind a bush. You know, right, yeah. something more reasonable because like that seems so op that you could just bust out your cell phone and, and hit you know generate AMP. Everybody, I don't. Ah. Well, you're—I guess you're so far advanced in the future, you can figure out how to go back and and do something like that. I don't know. I don't know, you, but you wouldn't have enough power to do an EMP in a cell phone. I don't think. And I, it's, supposed, it's supposed to be a tricorder, so probably it's better. So I don't—I don't care. Oh, it's okay. It's a tricorder. That's right. Regardless of uh, regardless of this um, of the stupid tricorder EMP thing, um, I do like the fact that they really rushed through this scene because I didn't want to be here anymore. So. Well, the whole Rios thing's drug out. I mean, it just... I mean, they even take this... Like, it takes 20 seconds. I counted it. When they get out of this bus, for right whatever here. reason, right here, Rios, instead of them just getting out of there, they've just knocked out the cops. I'm sure... They, they're just, like, chilling. He's over here. He's hugging this guy. He's like, hey, man, you punched him. Nice. Hey, what's up, moment. man? They're speaking in, in Spanish together, you know, and it was just a complete waste of 20 seconds. I mean, let's keep the story going. It's... What was the point of doing this? The point was to to try to, you know, solidify this whole, um, you know, what do we say? Yeah, you solidify this whole, like... Stereotype. Stereotype of, yeah. of illegal aliens and uh, that we've already said is not accurate in general. You know, people who've been illegal aliens here in, 
in the United States for longer periods of time are they're they're pretty much they're they're inside society. They're it's not like this at all. They're yeah, not, there's no comic book villains in ice right. uniforms trying to okay. chase them down or something. Right. All right. Um. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like in this 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 act this actor is he's dressed up like it's like the 1985 Blood In Blood Out or something. It's the oddest thing to me. <laughs> he's got the button all the way to the top and the classic Chicano. He's like, hey, I'm uh, a veterano. That's know, not what this is. I'm, and it's I'm a gangbanger. You know, it's I'm, almost offensive. You know, because it's like that's yeah. that's uh, the massive stereotype. It just shows how to, it really shows how out of touch a lot of people in Hollywood are because they probably don't have they have very little interaction with actual immigrants or illegal immigrants and so they're like oh well this is what they're like you know alex kurtzman was like he's like uh making show notes and he looks out the window he sees his gardener walking by he goes oh that's what we need (laughs) that's what we (laughs) he look look at the way he buttons his shirt up all the way to the top okay he has a teardrop under his eye okay write that in write that in That's so the grass doesn't get down his shirt. That's what's going on right there. <laughs> All right. Well, this is when uh, we go back to Picard and uh, Talim slash Lars. And this is oh, when we it is finally confirmed that it is uh, the Gary Seven uh, people. That's the same exact uh, race or, or type of agent or whatever it is. And supervisor. Um, supervisor and. It's awesome. And she's like, well, let me show you some footage of why Renee Picard might not be going on that mission. And she shows him the footage of like, um, I'm sorry, let me get there real quick. There it is. She's like in therapy and they're going to show the footage. And uh, it ends up being Q, which I thought was fine. What did you say yesterday? You're like, I knew it was Q like the minute they started talking. I knew it. I mean, they never even showed him. And before, you know, Picard's like, turn that around so I can see who it Mm -hmm. is. And I'm like, okay, well, you know Q's voice. And that was Q's voice, even though it was in a, a fake German accent. So, I mean, you knew yeah. that Q was sitting there. Well, Sigmund Freud, tell me about your mother. <laughs> you, got that, you got that German-Russian thing going on. Yeah, right? I can't do it. I can't do accents. Um, but, however, we do find we do see that she is using... Uh, her keypad is Romulan, which I found interesting. I'm not sure why the supervisor from another planet uh, would be using a Romulan keypad, but... Well, know. and is it... So, it's it really... If they did it just to be cute, because, of course, that character is a Romulan in the regular timeline, then then don't do that, please. Because now it's got us going, well, does it mean something? You know, and I hope it means something. Maybe somehow this is all... A, you know, maybe it's a fake thing, or I don't know. But I would rather it mean something than for it to be like a a hidden joke. You know, right? So it appears that Q is trying to talk Renee Picard out of going through with the mission. And at the end of the series, just to tie this up. Um, oh, by the way, uh, spoilers, I guess. But at the end of the series, <laughs> <laughs> twenty minutes in, guys. I just look. We're going to have some spoilers. Forgot about this. Uh, spoilers. Um, at the end of the series, they're like, yeah, uh, Rene Picard brought back a sentient microorganism from the planet oh. Io. That changes everything, man. What's that about? Yeah, that is. That's greatly concerning. Right. Yeah. It's greatly what, concerning. It is. It is. All right. So th- this is when we get a shot of Leah Thompson and uh, the director from the last couple of episodes, also uh, Back to the Future fame. She is running as a cameo in this board meeting where they are basically telling uh, Dr. Soon 
that he uh, he know he can't be a god and he's got to stop experimenting on people. And, <laughs> and he's like, you don't understand, you know, because his daughter who looks identically to Sergi, I can't say her name, Doge. Soji. Soji. Um, apparently has a, and this is very important, has a blood disorder and okay. like the sun is poisonous to her blood and any air particles that get in her lungs. She's like in a really bad... Is it the same as like that movie? Remember that movie Bubble Boy? Oh, was it called? It wasn't called Bubble Boy. That was a boy in the bubble or something like that. Boy in the plastic bubble. Yeah, I well, guess I, the sunlight didn't bother him though. All right, so whatever it is, she's in a bad way. So well, she is. No, that's right, yeah. He had no immunity. That's what that was. Oh, I see. That's not what she's going through. It, like literally, like her her skin turns like it's being burned by acid if she if sunlight touches it. All right. That's interesting. Isn't there isn't there UV light everywhere though? There is. Well, I'm everywhere. I mean, in most places, I guess you can completely filter out UV. Maybe they did that in the lab. Maybe the maybe the lab has completely filtered out any form of UV light. Maybe, yeah. Um, so she's yeah, like a she's like a vampire then. Yeah. Right. Well, there's right. There's a. Uh, there's a sun allergy that's actually called polymorphic light eruption, it's, which is known as sun poisoning. So she must have like some seriously like hardcore, you know, version of that. Okay. So yeah, Soon is trying to uh, cure his daughter, who looks a whole lot like uh, his and Data's android daughter in the future. Um, and we talked about that yesterday, but in Bottom, basically, it's, you know, we don't, this is probably just a nod to the character, and she's under contract, you get it, whatever. Um, you can manufacture reasons, like, um, the character was based on the drawing, you know, a painting that Data made, and maybe Data thought of that as his daughter, like, I don't know. Actually, there's it's no really annoying. no way. Huh? It's not annoying. It's, it's, not, it's not annoying, because... In so many versions, Issa Briones played the, you know, she is the daughter of Soong in, in some sort of weird way. So having her in this 2024 version as the daughter of another Soong, I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, you know, he's stressed now. He wants to heal his daughter and he is not being given the opportunity to. And it looks like everything he tries, according to the screen, has a 99% plus certainty of the death of the subject so he is not it's not working out all of his research is not working toward his end goal of actually saving his daughter or allowing his daughter to go out outside right right and he's being shut down for the final time and when he when he goes home and he's stressed out about it we get this scene where q is like check your 3d printer <laughs> right yeah. and what do we see up oh, the cue card and to be honest, bro, you called this like a month ago. Yeah, I said it was a business card. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I could have seen the number and known that. I didn't see the number on the original one though, because I don't it, remember that either. There was no number in the trailer. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how you know. I screenshotted this scene like a million times. I would have called that number. That's true. Yeah. They it must have been added, and and I remember just thinking originally, I'm like, well, that must be a Q. It was like it looked like it was in the shape of a Q. But it really looked more like it was in the shape of maybe like a, like some sort of a code or some sort of a, you know, a data data chip. 
Right, like a QR code almost. Right, and so I was like, and you just kind of happen to see that little orange thing, like, oh, that's a Q. So, that, you know, and of course he meets with him, so that I guess you believe one thing to the other. Right. Fun fact, if you call that number, Q picks up. Yeah, he's got a cute little, I mean, it's funny. I thought it was cool that they, they, they actually went out of their way to create a number to have John Delancey record his voice and say basically like, I'm not going to return your call because you're not course you're not worthy of me returning the call. Yeah, right. just, just total cue conversation it was great yeah it's cool all right so we got the cop this very long sequence and i agree with you now after watching it a third time this this whole sequence is too long it's too long just too long the cop walks to the manor he's like falling up going to vineyard he he goes through the house somehow gets to the ship or something and he sees the scary board queen standing there and look at this long even scrolling through it's taking a long time and I mean, boom. Jonathan Frakes is the director of this episode, and he's I love I love when he directs. But there are some moments here where, you know, the the twenty seconds with Rios. There, there's just some there's kind of some long scenes here that don't need to be here. But I would argue that of that of all the episodes, at least in the last two, this episode did forward the story more than the previous two did. Yes. So at least previous three that. did sort of honestly. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you thought right then. I thought this guy is totally screwed. She's gonna um, yeah. assimilate him and eat it and eat it, eat his brain or something. You know, whatever the board queen does. That's not the case. Now we get this meeting with Q and Doctor Soon, and Q basically calls him out right then. You're gonna sit down, mm-hmm. and there's a moment where Soon is like, "Hey, listen, I I deal with a lot of effing crackpots," and he curses. And a, a few people had a problem with it. And I said this yesterday. You guys, it's 2024. He's an angry scientist who has a sick daughter. Uh, it's a pretty common thing. I mean, cursing in, the, in that time frame is a normal part of the vocabulary. So, Yeah, if this had been in the 24th century, I would have been like, ah, I don't like it. I don't like it when they're doing it in Discovery. And, you know, it's not the, it's not just not appropriate. We've gotten rid of the unnecessary you know, lower level language. But in 2024, we're rocking it still. Yeah, plus the... And why would the why would the same word... Why would the bad words be the same bad words in the future? We, we are not That's using true. the same bad words from 100 years ago, so... Uh, what was the... What was 100 years ago bad word? Like um, the 1920s would have been like... Uh, bloody was a big one. That's... Well, that still is. That's, that's in Europe. That's in England. In England yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, Someone's got to do a study on that. Shite. No, that's just another language too. Arse. 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 No, that's another one. So that's anyway, like Shrek. That's like Shrek cussing. Yeah. So Q, uh, Q basically goes, you know, here's this little green thing, you know, and, uh, you know, a blue thing and, you know, use it and call me, call me when you want it. Right. And he gives him medication basically for his daughter, which of course soon is, uh, wary of, but he does. He does say that he tested it on himself before he gave it to his daughter, which is is cool. How did you know it worked? <laughs> How did he what? Like just in case, so in case he dropped dead, is that what? Is that because I noticed he told his daughter that I tried it on myself first. He didn't. They didn't show us him trying it on himself. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he tests it to see what's in it, right? He goes, okay, nothing in here is going to kill me, probably. Yeah. Let me try it on myself. And if I'm good, no, no. then I'll try it on her. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I a biologist. I'm not a biologist. 
Why was it necessary? You know, it's interesting. The whole reason why he even made that comment was because it, so that she could say, I trust you, Dad. Right? And I'm trying to think, like, what was the point of, of letting us know that she trusts him? Is it, was it because they don't want us to think that this Soon character is a bad guy? You know what I mean? Oh. I mean, I, I completely understand his character. Like, yeah. dude, if, if he killed someone on screen in front of, you know, on screen in protection of his kid or even just to further his research, I would under, even though it's a morally a wrong thing to do, I would totally understand it. He's trying to protect his kid. So I don't, I don't see what, I don't, you don't have to make him a hero. He's, he's, he is what it is. He's, it's a father trying to protect his kid, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> it's not, I don't think it's anything special. I don't think they have. They don't have to make him seem like a good guy. Um, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe they think the audience is so dumb they wouldn't understand, like a father trying to trying to save his daughter. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe because they're not really writing for those people. Is that what it is? Like uh, right. they're not writing for dads. They're right. writing for another audience. Maybe? <laughs> right. <laughs> And maybe you're right. Maybe that audience does not understand what it's like to be a father. So, hey, there you go. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, we were talking about uh, back to Laura and Picard. I'm sorry, Talim Picard. She, Picard. She, he basically... Uh, it's Talon, right? It's not Talon. Talon, Talim. What's her name, dude? I think it's Talon, right? Jesus. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Picard and the supervisor. He convinces the supervisor that it's supervisor, her job yeah. too to help him figure out what's wrong and deal with it because that's her job there. Because her entire job has been to protect Renee Picard, right? Yes, that's been her 24 years. That's what she does. Right. So they're off back to the crew. And this is when we get um, Girardi, who, by the way, Girardi's been doing great. Murder Doctor is doing great. Five episodes in, and I'm still. Love and Girardi. In fact, I even liked her more this episode than the last four episodes, which is great. All right. The murder doc. And I, I do, I, I have to say, I was glad that, um, I, mean, I know we haven't gotten there yet, but, you know, she's going to basically not tell the truth to the rest of the crew, which is something she did in, in season one as well. It's like she just doesn't, she's not honest. There's, she has a problem. You know, yeah. There's something wrong with her. And they allowed that to continue, that character flaw to continue into season two, which which is a positive for the writing staff. Yeah, she's a liar, a thief, and a murderer. She is. Yeah. 100%. All right, so she comes in. Borg Queen has decided not to assimilate Mr. Copman, oh, Marie, and instead use him as a hostage to get Girardi to come talk to her, which is... Next level chess moves because she doesn't care about the getting off the ship so much. She cares about getting Girardi in Girardi's pants. That's what she wants. She wants Girardi. <laughs> she wants to be all up in Girardi. She wants Girardi. Literally, 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 and figuratively, and all the ways. And so uh, she's appealing to Girardi's humanity. And she's like, "Look, I'm gonna kill this dude, or we're gonna talk." Basically. Girardi brings a shotgun and shoots the queen. Which they say. don't show us right away, which is interesting. No, we I don't. I'm sure. Did she shoot the cop? Did she shoot the queen? What did she do? She said, let's end this. And she shoots. Yeah. So she shoots the cop. And we're going we're gonna to gear past most of this, but I do want to touch on this. 
Um, his drones with the shields are literally the exact same shields from like the future. Right, right, and and like and like I was thinking before, it's this is proof that that we are in a different, you know, that we are not in the Star Trek timeline because this tech is not two years away for us, you know. So this is definitely a different a different timeline, and then our current, I guess, current Earth time because back when TOS was created. You know, Roddenberry wrote this as the Star Trek is our future. And I think it was always treated that way up until a certain period of time. But now this this definitely confirms the fact that we are not in the same in the same universe. We are not. Um, cool tech, though. Yeah, so basically it works on his daughter, but only works for a short period of time. And we're going to burn past all this. She gets out of the water and it wears off and he's stressed out. And so he uh, he brings her inside and he... And he calls up Q and he's like, yo, can I get a cure that actually works long term? Mm. Um, back with Girardi, the crew gets back, right? And they, the first thing they see is Girardi with a, a bloodstained face, which I thought was... Which <sighs> <laughs> was normal. For sure. <clears throat> which is normal, yeah. It's just a normal thing. Ma- imagine if you're Rios and you're like, not again, Girardi, we told you. No, we left her alone with somebody. She killed him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? funny? What'd you do to Picard? <laughs> <laughs> right, Remember, because when they left, she was there with Picard. That's true. You just couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> they get back and she's covered in blood and there's no Picard. <laughs> <laughs> right. it's, it's not my blood. She goes, yeah, we knew that, okay? <laughs> Whose is it? <laughs> um, but uh, that reveals that she saved the cop. She gave him some kind of chemical that made it so he couldn't remember or something and I guess she fixed him. However, his spleen is in a box somewhere. Which can you live without your spleen? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you need your spleen. So she took out her out his spleen. So she not only fixed him, but she upgraded him. Maybe he had a bad spleen. Yeah, I think you can live without your spleen. I better I better look that up. <laughs> Whatever it is, because now it's really weird if you can't. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's mostly fine, but his spleen's over there. Like he's it, over there in a box. She, I think she even said it's in a box. It's right? in a box. Yeah, it's over there in a box somewhere. <laughs> so it's, it's like it's like she knows way too much about about the human about the body and what to do with it. It's like a serial killer. Right. You can you can be active without a spleen, but you're at increased risk of becoming sick or getting serious infections. Okay, so she should put the spleen back in him. Put it back in. <laughs> right. It's not his fault. So back with uh <laughs> Oh, there's this scene here that was funny. Uh when uh I'm gonna play it real quick. Carrying a dead cop out. Oh yeah, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, like oh, "My crew no. is great. You'll love them." And they get there, and uh, they they're carrying a dead cop out of the spaceship. She's like, "You mean the same crew that's carrying a dead cop, dragging a dead cop out?" Right. He's like, "I'm sure there's an explanation." <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Back with Q and uh, Data slash uh, soon slash Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner, by the way, I just gotta say, he did. He's so great in these Soon roles. I love him in them, and he adds so much to this show. Yeah, I'm just so glad he's here. Having character, having him, having Seven of Nine, having Picard, having Q. I mean, it's just it just it's so much better with it because it does have a lot of problems. So having these characters really gives me this comfort level, makes me want to keep watching. Yeah, I agree. In fact, uh, the the best interaction so far this season for me was between Soon and Q, and I'll play it for you right now. Mm-hmm. But it was just a powerful uh, scene. I'll play it right now. 
not something that wears off. Because if you do, I am a hostage to you, sir. We're all hostages to what we love. The only way to truly be free is to love nothing. And how meaningless would that be? What a great scene. Mm. Um, and I believe, Shane and I believe two different things here. I believe that this is foreshadowing of Q's true motives for the show. Mm. Me too. I know we agree. We just agree. We, we, we just agree, agree on what it is. But we agree the wrong way, yeah. Right. I think that it's Q's motives. He is trying to teach... I'm sorry, no. He's trying to protect Picard or the future one last time before he goes out, right? Even yeah. sacrificing himself or his powers to do so. Shane believes... Yeah. Oh, I believe... That's a mental that, health issue. <laughs> yeah, I believe that because if you watch Star, season four of Star Trek Discovery, you start to realize, oh, you know, their underlying thread is all about mental health and, uh, you know, dealing with mental health. And now all of a sudden you're like watching Picard and you're like, well, hold on a second here. So you've got Rene Picard's got a mental health problem. Rafi's got a mental health problem. Does Q, is Q depressed? Is this, is this, is this the continuum's version of depression and he's lost his powers and now we're dealing with it. And now mental health is a serious issue, but I'm not sure I want my Star Trek I'm not sure I want it to be the theme of Star Trek, is dealing with mental health. I hate that idea uh, so much. It's because it just pulls you out of the story. And right. so if if the whole goal of this, now I will say that, you know, I, I watched um I watched the uh, the after show with uh, with Will Wheaton, and the Annie ready Wersh room, the ready room, yeah. Annie Wershing said that Goldman. Uh, Akiva, Akiva Golden, Goldsman told the actors that Picard season two would be a season of love stories. Uh, and so the Borg Queen in Jurati is a love story. Um, Rafi in Seven is a love story. Um, does that mean that Q and Picard is a love story? Or Picard and Laris? And maybe the whole goal is Q teaching Picard that he love is more important than being alone in the stars maybe that's the point oh god yeah just just don't do that i know i know but i i just have this feeling that that's what's happening Even uh. though, you know i really hope that's not the case i don't want q to be the bad guy i mean it's unbelievable the number of people who have died as a result of this lesson most gruesomely actually right you know um it would be a weird version and if this is just q being depressed i don't know not sure how i feel about that not sure how i feel about that either although that scene was really good um yeah great scene great scene yeah and now we get back to uh the manor and you know they have to break into this party um to get some files <laughs> <That's kidding. laughs> i'm so sorry I, was, I still have the same feelings but it's like okay wait a sec what? Like, okay, we're gonna go to like this mansion, that's that's to get the NASA secrets. I don't, I'm just confused. Like, the technology is like when they have your picture. This is another proof that it's not our 2024, because when they show your identification, they like know everything about your life, like from the beginning of your life till now. They got it all. Yeah, I said, I said this yesterday, but I, but ready, I'm gonna say it again. Um, thank God this technology doesn't exist because if it did, I could never walk into a casino without some guy in the camera booth just throwing up in his mouth. 
Just get out. Like, oh my God, this deviant is going to get him out of here. He's a YouTuber? No. No. <laughs> That's what Hollywood says. You're a YouTuber. Yeah, but the cool thing is, um, you know, Picard's sending in Girardi, and I like how Rios is like, sure you want to send in Girardi and not like the ex-ranger or the ex-spy? And... Um, because that I would have thought that I would have thought that through. If he had not said that, I would have been like, why not send in like seven? Yeah. Or anyone else. <laughs> but the fact that he said that made Picard answer with why. So instantly dealt with my issues, which is great. Now and we're just gonna fast forward through all this reasoning. Basically, they need to get the files because they need to make sure that <clears throat> Rene Picard goes on the mission to find the sentient life form and bring it back to Earth for some weird reason. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, which is totally, completely outside of canon. Right. So I, I'm, I'm praying that, I don't know. So whatever it is, that is what's happening in the future episodes. But what's going to happen right now is we got Girardi and... Uh, I'm sorry. Let me get to there. Okay. All right, all right, Jim. Girardi in a uh, fantastic red dress, looking quite dapper, I might add. Quite dapper. And now, she, should, did we should we have had Girardi or seven of nine or uh, seven of nine? Ooh, that is a hard decision. Ooh, I didn't I didn't think that through. <laughs> Damn. No, I would have rather have seen seven of nine in that red dress. There you go. Yep. But um. Yeah, lots of opportunity there. We're also a little older. Girardi's, you know, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, yeah Girardi's younger. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm loving Girardi to see this. The faces she makes are just so, like, unsure of herself and, like, hilariously quirky. She's great this season. It's, it is such a massive departure yeah. from how horrible this character was last season. It's almost like the actress has sort of figured out how to play her or something, and then because the writing's better so far, I don't know. Yeah, but they needed a lot of redemption. Her facial, this. she didn't have these like facial tics and like little like, you know, uh, sarcastic quips and stuff last season. She was like, well, she was mostly distraught last season too, and that's something else to you know you have to consider. She was really distraught last season. And it'll be interesting going forward from these episodes because we may see a return to the Girardi of last season uh, where she was pretty miserable because she's now has, you know, the board queen. I hope not. All right. Now, the good news is, so Renee Picard is sort of stressing out because she's watching all, like, the the B-roll footage they're playing at the party. And What's up with the B-roll footage of, like, 1960s, uh, you know, space race stuff? I'll tell you what it is. Ready? They don't have to pay for that. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. It's B-roll? Look, I, I know. We, we make videos. And there is stock footage that has been out for so long, and, or, or it was public broadcast because it came from C-SPAN or NASA or something, that guess what? Everyone can everyone can use it. Everyone can put it in their videos, in their movies. There's no point. They've shown it multiple times this episode. Yeah, it's free. Like, I, I get it, but like, what's the point? Like, are they really that nostalgic to '60s going into space? I don't understand. I feel like they should they should mix in stuff we haven't seen yet, like stuff from the '90s or whatever. You know. I mean, I know they're going to the moon of of Jupiter, 
but the fly me to the moon, I don't know. It's like, it's just kind of weird a little bit. Whatever it is, she purposely touches her, her hand to her ear. Um, which was, at first I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty suspicious. But apparently she got caught on purpose. Yep. Um, which is great. Security comes, they grab her. They're tied up. They had this really cool, uh, hilarious moment where she was like, why is she handcuffed to the chair? She's probably some chick from Newport Beach. It's totally under, I, you know, it's so funny they even wrote it. I don't even know why they wrote it. Yeah, It doesn't know, make any sense because nobody, if you don't live in the greater Los Angeles area, you have no idea what that means. Right, 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 right. So and, anyway, the funny part is, so Newport Beach is in Orange County, California, and it's very rich. And there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of Karens over there. But there's also a lot of retired actors and actresses from L.A. and Hollywood True. that when they leave the industry, they move to Laguna Beach and Newport Beach and buy their mansions out there. That's their re- right. that's like Hollywood retirement zone. Mm. I just thought it was funny. Um, was, they was they should have said Orange County though, because there's multiple there's an Orange there's multiple Orange counties and the Orange there's you know it would have worked you know regardless of where you're at. Yeah, and everyone knows about Orange County because like the TV show Orange County. Well, and also because anytime you hear about politics and stuff like that, you always know that's the rich area. But right. Whatever it is, uh, this is when it's revealed that she was actually dun, dun, dun. Loki assimilated. Yeah, she was. She was Locutus assimilated. Uh, I think actually this is a di- like yeah. I get what you're saying, Locutus, but it might be a different vibe though. It might be more like she's still there, but the queen's also a passenger in that head. Yeah, no, the queen is no longer in her own body, right? Right. She's sharing the consciousness with Girardi. That's and that's different. Like that's she's that's so she's assimilated, she's got her own little uh Borg uh continue I guess Borg uh, group going on these two. I don't know. It's kind of a different way to be assimilated. I'm gonna be curious to see how this pans out. Yeah, it's not normal. Um this is the scene where it shows the uh queen. Yeah, and I'm glad they didn't get rid of her because I was afraid that once they killed her, I'm like, oh no, no more Annie Worshi, no more, no more Borg Queen. But they're going to have her in this, you know, inner head, and they're still going to show her. So I think that's that's a good move. I like, you know, I like this. It's a different type of assimilation, and I believe that it might also allow. This might be the reason why the Borg are so different in the future. Hmm. Imagine if the Borg. You know, imagine if, okay, the theory is Girardi is actually the queen that we saw in the future with the head coming on, right? Right. And so because she's still in there, because she's, because it's a, it's a, it's a co-ownership of that body now, there might be a little more benevolence going on in that version of the board, which is why they look so different and why they, they were acting so different, stunning people instead of killing them. Might be, okay. might be a completely different version of the board that, com- that comes from here. So they don't belong in our version of the Borg. They actually come from that, you know, oh, I see. corrupted timeline. You Got know? it. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, I really hope it plant plays out something like that. Then it'll be interesting. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end. That's the big reveal. That is the big reveal. Um, yeah, so we talked about the mental health thing, which I think is, is what we have kind of coming. Um, what they do with this microorganism that is sentient has a lot to do with... I think going forward and whether or not that's dangerous for future Star Trek canon, especially since 
the first sentient non-Earth life form that is recognized is would be a Vulcan. Would be the Vulcans, not anything else. Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes. Um, yeah, a lot of things came up. Uh, Q Q is sick. Girardi's been like this new hybrid assimilation. Uh, Rene Picard uh, brings back a sentient life form, and they confirm that um, the supervisor is indeed a Gary Seven character. So, like, a lot of things happen this episode that has got to have a lot of people wondering what's going to happen in the following episodes. So what do you think? I mean, I wonder if I wonder if Q is trying to stop her for a reason. Maybe the thing that actually changes the timeline is something new that happens while she's on the mission. Mm. And Q's trying to stop that. So to kill two birds at one stone to maybe maybe change Picard's future a little bit so that he's not lonely out in space and also to keep the, you know, so maybe he's still working for the forces of good and we just can't see it. Interesting. What if there's a version, what if, yeah, what if it's not just the Europa mission, but the fact that she brought something back and that's why there's a scene of the, remember the Romulans mind melding with some kid or whatever? That's, that's still got to happen. And we know that Soji <laughs> is there, you know, but now that I think about it, what if that's not, you know, from the, from the, from the previews that we saw, we know that Soji uh, witnesses the mind meld. What if it's not that one? What if it's the current, um, you know, uh, soon oh, character? The daughter. daughter. Yeah. Right. That happens to recognize it. So it may not be her. That's interesting. But that's going to happen. It's yet to come. And it's definitely a Vulcan or it's a Romulan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's look at some chat here. Oh, my God. There's a lot of chat here. Okay. Let's go up. Here we go. We will start with uh, David Nonya. No surprise, a girl is the key to everything. I mean, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't say that. Um, oh, I think he's talking about the Miss Marvel thing. Not, not, yes, yeah, it's Miss. My my bad. Yeah, that's actually no surprise. <laughs> Arch made discovery. Should call Q. He's a good therapist. <laughs> that's what they need. They need, but they ha yeah. Unfortunately, they haven't heard from the continuum in several hundred years. Yeah, which is another interesting thing. They haven't heard from the continuum in several hundred years since Picard time. No, no, no. It's it's no because Picard time would be you know, 800 years. So it's, they, the, they had heard from the Q 500 years after Picard's time. Okay. Yeah. Maybe soon thing, used, what's that? Good, I mean, good, you know, I, I get why you would think that. Yeah. All right. Maybe soon used Roman DNA on his daughter and that's why she's messed up. You could have some, you can have some, you can still have some theory points. All right. Maybe, maybe. We did get the Romulan, uh, device oh uh, yeah oh what if this is all like a romulan trick oh snap gary sevens thing it's like this whole thing yeah, i don't know we'll i hope i hope that's not the case actually even even though we would love it for it'd a theory, theory it'd be bad for the show <laughs> once raffi and seven found rios all they did was go back to the ship again no inf new information did nothing no to further the boat plot no doubt right it's a good point nothing it's a really good point uh, that, that was from watch. Doomed, huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. So <clears throat> then, Shane, what was the purpose 
on episode three of them getting separated. There was they were supposed to be looking for tech that the Watcher would use. They went to go look for the Watcher. So they basically stormed off the ship like an adolescent, <laughs> got separated, got hurt, got yeah. arrested, stole yeah. a cop car, transported right. out in front of cops, beat uh-huh. up some civilians, let go of a bunch of illegal Im- Im- immigrants, got and it. then went back to the ship. Yeah. So literally. Nothing happened. Accomplished nothing but destruction. But destruction, screwing up the time, you know, mm-hmm. messing up things like people seeing people getting beamed all over the place. You know, just they had a bunch of problems, and they got you know they got to deliver their message. That's what it was. They got to use that to deliver their message. I just find it hilarious that they left and ran around LA doing nothing but causing trouble, and Picard casually walked off the ship <laughs> into the bar, got help from Guinan, and then casually went to the park, had a nice conversation over some tea. Boom, got the supervisor. So Picard is literally just doing all the heavy lifting here. Yeah, so far, why is Rafi, uh, you know, Seven of Nine, and uh, Rios even here? They've done nothing so far. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, Doom, uh, David, you Doom. Yeah, plot-wise, nothing. You're right. Okay, back, back, back. Yes, the drones filter out UV light. I thought that was... I mean, the drones have a shield that can filter it out. I was looking it up, and, you know, you can actually... There's actually, like, these uh, blue light uh, lenses that you can use to filter out uh, light, but there's also these chambers you can get into, and they completely filter out all forms of light except for one uh, specific visible visible, uh, light Mm -hmm. ray or whatever. And it's supposed to help you heal. So I guess we already have the tech to filter out anything we want. We can filter out every form of light except for one particular type of light, you know, from the spectrum. So I can see in the future some kind of shield that does that and drones that fly it up. Makes sense to me. All right. If an actor sends you a card in 2024 with a Q on it, you're probably going to assume Q and N. Q and N. Q and N. Isn't it Q and N? I don't know. That's the crazy. Uh, it's like it's the crazy political theory. Right, right. There was this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Reno Nine One One. Ah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I know. All right, so they're off the air, right? But they were bought by. Uh, they were bought by uh, a couple companies, but basically, eventually, Roku. And Roku is like remaking Reno Nine One One episodes as as movies. Oh, all right. So the latest one was like Reno 911, Reno 911 Cruise versus QAnon. QAnon. <laughs> and they go on a QAnon cruise and like they're supposed to be undercover trying to find out who Q is. Uh-huh. And it's this whole amazing movie that no one's ever seen of these cops that are completely useless. And it ends up being that the entire cruise is undercover agents. All the crazy Q people are all undercover agents from some, and they, they they like all pointing guns at each other and they're all agents. The only, there's only one person there. That's not a part of like Homeland security or the FBI or CIA or whatever. (laughs) And it was uh, Patton Oswalt. (laughs) 
but it was almost like they're making fun of the the left i mean the right and then the left and then the right again then the left and i was like this is really proper good comedy like you have this premise that's that people think is going to be making fun of one particular political group and then you make fun of the fact that at all these rallies and stuff it was a bunch of like undercover cops and no actual people yeah as it should be make fun of both sides yeah make fun of both sides i'm sorry that was a weird tangent sorry guys I was like, where is he going with this? Let's go. Um, they keep flashing back to Picard's mom. Yeah. That's trying to show you that Q is Picard's real dad, aren't they? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, what was what was your theory? Oh, imagine you? that though. Oh God. What what did you say? <laughs> I would hate that. Say, what what if the what if the Q continuum was this uh what did you say about it being this life form that she finds on Io? Oh, remember you were saying that? <laughs> okay, hear me out. Hear me out. She finds a sentient form of microorganism on Io. Mm. They bring it home. Doctor Soon experiments on it. Hyper, uh, start starting this hyper action, hyper evolution, where it's evolving at a rapid pace. And then two billion years in the future, that is the Q continuum, hyper evolved, and we're seeing Q, because he can travel through time, traveling to various spots, in that timeline, and that's what the the Q is, the microorganism they find on Io. I would hate that more than I would hate that. I I would crush my television. <laughs> I would. I just would hate that so much. I so hope that does not happen. If it ends up being that the Q are is an ancestor of this of this organism, if that ends up being in any way, in any way, that his that in some way the Qs are they exist because of this organism, right? If if that is the case in any way, I want a video that I can share on the following week's live stream of you just breaking a TV. No, oh, I'll do more than that. I'll 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 do some terrible horrible things that. That we can videotape. Because yeah. think about this. As he's changing the time, he's losing his powers. Yeah, not happening. It's very back to the future, bro. It's very not going to happen. <laughs> That'd be so lame if the Q was born in 2024 on Earth. <laughs> um, no, I don't want uh, David Nunn yet. No, I don't want Q's true motives being defined by Kurtzman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Good. See you next week, man. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Later, bro. Um, I believe they said she brings back an organism that she believes is sentient. Not that it actually was. Okay. 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 Right. Why is Laura's playing two roles? Let me tell you why. Oh. The actress is under contract. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's really kind of dumb. They've already paid her, so I, I don't know. Yeah, we talked about this. It's like, what was the point? She's not unless there's some sort of backdoor you know, reason why it means something. It seems like they're just using characters in certain roles because they, they're already familiar faces. Um, but and the I, fact that Rafi recognizes and says, well, don't you? She looks a lot like, uh, you know, and Picard's like, I don't want to talk about it. So it is not, you know, it's not something in his head. It's not something, but she obviously, that character does, thinks that she's not, the Romulan, so right, but them showing the Romulan keypad makes me I, think. I, messes, oh, I hate that. You know, it's either I hate it or I love it. What is it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It. We, and we don't know if we like it. We don't know if we like it or hate it yet. 
If it doesn't mean anything by the end of the season, I'm going to be like, ah, come on. <laughs> right, right. Q is just an all-powerful child god. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's what, what... Yeah, but, he, but if he's had uh, previous motivations. I, I think he actually loves Picard, like the way... Uh, yeah, he the does. way I the way I love my dog, you know. Guys, I gotta be going now. Hey, I'll see you later, bro. Q mom is all of a sudden an abuse victim out of thirty five years. Yeah, that bothered me. Honestly, it did. In the Q very first episode, she was like, like her his dad's abusive, and they had to like leave. Oh, hard, yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's we never knew. I mean, I guess it's weird, but it's not that. You know, it's not that that can't be a motivation for him to. Maybe that's the reason why Picard never, you know, trusts anybody. Who knows? Yeah, I feel like it's just like hyper convenient, but it's fine. Well, what else? What other reasons do you have? I mean, if you you have to have almost have been in, you know, grown up in a in a bad when your parents are like beating the crap out of each other to really understand like how much you don't want that when you grow up. You know, you don't want to be in a relationship where, you know. You know, you don't want to put kids through that kind of thing. So I can see that being a reasonable thing. Now, is it something that would be typical for Star Trek? No. No. <laughs> it's, it's definitely more of a current take on things, but... All right. All right. Well, that's it for Picard uh, Season two, 2, Episode 5. Very, so far, a much better episode than the first, than the last three. Um, I'm nervous though. I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. They did bring up a lot of stuff. It can it can go really a honestly. Lot of mental health stuff going on. It can go either way. It could be like really really bad or really really good. And we're back to like this weird question. It started to get weird when they were doing the political stuff for a couple of episodes, but now we are back at the same place. We're like, okay, you can either go really well or really poorly, and and there's no telling yet. So. You know oh my god, nothing happened basically for two episodes. You know, it's it's kind yeah. of like funny because they ran around, they did nothing, they came back. And Picard's the only one who really did anything over two episodes where he met Guinan and the Watcher. Other right. than that, all the other characters, nothing happened. Right. You didn't you did nothing. They they did nothing for three episodes for two episodes. Waste waste of screen time. I agree. Okay. All right. So we're done with Picard until uh tomorrow. I'll be on the Salty Nerd show talking about talking about some more and of course next week so what's next shane because we're going to pop into the members section so do you want to you want to close us in or what yeah we're going to be talking about uh if you guys are interested in coming over and, and listening to this we're going to be talking about how uh star trek's carl urban who plays dr mccoy breaks his silence over the the news on the new sequel and of course we have a video out right now that's that's uh that's out there that talks about the fact that um Carl Urban may not be able to be in the in Star Trek Four because of his commitments with the boys. So that'll be interesting to learn about that. Um, we're gonna meet the new. We're gonna meet the crew of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Uh, they dropped a bunch of thirty second uh, videos that introduce basically all of the characters, and we're gonna go through the good and the bad of that because there is both. Uh, we're gonna be talking about why the Rings of Power will be more like Game of Thrones, which. Uh, could be good, could be bad, like that. We'll we'll go through that. And Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League wins most cheerworthy moment since it could not win an actual Oscar that it actually deserved. It did deserve. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I know I Shane has a lot to say about that. So I mean, he got to, yeah, he got to redo it. I get why he doesn't get it, but I still think he deserves something. 
Marilyn Holmes said, hit, hit like, guys. Yes, please do that. Yes. Hit the like button. And yeah, the, more uh, likes, the more likes we have, I think, the better it gets served. So. Yes, we are moving uh, to the member section now. So we're going to be dropping the video on this and going dedicated over to the member section, which you can find here. I just spammed it in chat. So hit that like button on the way to the members section. And that's when we're going to talk about some more awesomeness. The meat. The meat yeah, and, of and the, the meat cool, and the potatoes. And the, and the cool part of um, being a member is that we do, like, if, if news pops or something interesting happens, then you can actually get that, uh, you know, you can get that from us right away as a member. And also, you know, we are reviewing Picard before the live show today on in the member section so you can catch that uh on thursday as opposed to waiting for today yep yeah thursday um pretty pretty early on thursday we try to do that review yeah so we're can... watching it in the middle of it. we're watching it as soon as it drops wednesday night yeah shane actually watched it on the way home from my studio last night like i'm sorry wednesday night like in his car he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did so dangerous yeah Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyways, listen, link is in the description. It's also in chat. And you know what? One more time, I'll throw it on screen. And I'm just going to go ahead and leave that on screen for a few minutes while we uh, go to audio only and uh, bounce over to the member section. So uh, hopefully you guys can come over to the member section and hang out with us. Later. Thank you, Danny. Take care. Good night. See night, you boys week. and girls. All right. So there's only audio for a little while, and I'll fade that out a bit eventually. But... For now, we are in the members section! Woo! Yeah! Members section, Archmage Free! And Ken of the Rogue! What's up, everybody? Okay. So I love the members section. Because, like, we can start the members section and I can start vaping, like, pretty much immediately because... <laughs> Only you guys can see it. I can, I can start vaping. I love the member section so I can vape without being judged. By... <laughs> I'm still going to judge you, dude. Stop vaping. Start Let's vaping. be real. Every time I vape during the regular show, um, I like Shane's like, uh, I don't know if you should be vaping. I, I, I do feel that way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but the member section, no one cares here. It's Wild Wild West over here. It's Wild Wild West. No Will Smith jokes this week, right? We're, look, we listen, do not make me slap the crap out of you. We haven't even talked about this. Do you realize we have We should talk about Will Smith real quick. Can we do that? We haven't talked about it. Because the memes are a plenty. I have seen some of the funniest memes of my life. So I want to I want to thank I want to thank thank someone real quick. Thank you. Will Smith. Thank you. <laughs> you want to thank Will Smith. Thank you, Jada Pinkett Smith. Thank you for abusing Will Smith to the point where he literally loses his mind publicly on live television at the Academy Awards, walks up to someone he has known for decades and straight up pimp slaps him before returning to his chair and screaming about putting something in his wife's mouth. And let me tell you something. Thank you, because for a week now, I have laughed to the point of crying at the memes and the re-edits and the videos and the music videos and the music and all the things that have come into pop culture because of this moment. That said, I really feel sorry 
for Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah, I do. I do too. I feel like I, Will Smith. I, Will Smith is like this close to just like, like he I, needs I a therapist. Feel, I know it's like it's wrong what he did, and I, and it's it's yeah, it's just it's wrong. But I got to tell you, Will Smith is is a pretty likable guy. Right. You know, most of everything he's done, I mean, if you go back and look at his movies, it's, he's enjoyable to watch. I watched King Richard. He was fantastic in it. The guy totally deserved the Oscar. I mean, it was by far the best performance of everybody who was up there who was nominated. And and Will Smith's been kind of a joke uh, in the last decade or so. His movies haven't done great. And um, so it was, it was really cool to see this movie did great. And it's just sad that He's in such a terrible position with his wife and this really weird relationship they have where she's like she's like banging rappers and stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, and I he's so he's so cucked, you know. It's I mean, you know, he's laughing at the joke. He's laughing at the G.I. Jane joke. And then his you know? wife looks at him like Yeah. Well, she looks she obviously gets upset. It goes back and you know that he's like, Oh dang, she's mad about that. And then he just immediately reacted. Like, like he is so helpless in his own relationship that he <laughs> feels the need to, def, you know, to, co- to go to that level. I mean... Yeah, well, you know, because, because he can't... He has no control. He, he, he's helpless. He can't hit his wife, can't hit, hit her lovers, can't hit his kids, can't hit his publicist, can't hit the public. Well, but he can hit Chris Rock. Well, think about this. Think about this. Okay? He is so beholden to his wife that she's with other men that he has to even greatly or more greatly man up in his own mind in order to equalize that so when she basically looks at him like oh my god can you believe he did that to me and he's like well i'm gonna show her how big of a man i am because she's sleeping with other dudes because apparently i'm not man enough for her because she needs other dudes right right that's what's going through his head so he goes up and does something stupid to chris rock stupid so stupid so stupid and the great that the people that were like defending it like um, he is actually not a cuckold. He's actually they're in an open relationship. Um, hey guys, listen. She can call it an open relationship, but open implies both parties are open, not just one. That is not what an open relationship is. And the the, the funniest thing that came out of this was there was this comment uh, on this me- on, on my, my I follow this like messenger group me and a bunch of buddies from old gaming times and one of my friends was like uh oh you know jada is like i'm gonna let will watch tonight oh oh no like that's his reward for defending her (laughs) just so wrong I, you know, it's and it's sad because he's in that place, you know, and now he's going to be remembered forever for this. Like, Will Smith is going to be remembered for smacking Chris Rock in the middle of the... And it's and it's not over. Like, right now, everybody's, like, shocked. It's, imagine, like, somebody, like, literally, like, Chris Rock was shocked afterwards. The whole country's still in shock. But there is... Something's coming at Will Smith. There's going to be some, some consequences to this. He may not get invited back. To do this again, maybe because they're already talking about maybe not allowing him, like banning him from the academy. <laughs> so it's like, dang. Let me show you guys one of one of the most one of the, an innocent meme that I thought was really funny. 
ketchup bottles that's almost empty. Me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, love, I love that one. <laughs> I mean, I need to. We're not going to do a meme review, but oh my God, some of the memes here are so funny. Like, thank you. For letting me, I, I, it's a week of laughter. I've been laughing all week, and I feel sorry for Will. And I, mean, I look to be honest, I should feel sorry for more for Chris Rock, but Will Smith is so pathetic that you feel sorry for him because of how pathetic he's become. You know, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Chris, but actually, Chris is gonna benefit from this. Well, Chris sold out his last two show, shows right after this. Yeah, and then he and then he went on and said he's not ready to talk about it yet. He will, but he's not. He's not ready. <laughs> Here's here's another one. Here, here's <laughs> real quick. Me tired of seeing Will Smith memes. Another Will Smith meme. What is it? My me tired of seeing only Will Smith memes. Another Will Smith. Oh. <laughs> That's meta. That's meta. All There's right. A couple good Trek ones too. Yeah, there is. There is. That's some good. There's some good memes out there. Anyways, um. Yeah, we don't want to really talk about this too much, but that's 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 it. That's how we feel, man. Listen, if you are in a toxic a toxic relationship and um maybe you don't know it but there are some identifiers out there and you can just look at i gotta stop i gotta take this like your wife sleeping with someone else perhaps well yeah you're okay what, with it? one identifier is your wife sleeping with someone else then telling you don't worry about it we're in an open relationship <laughs> and you're like oh damn that was new to meet you <laughs> um but it's more things like instead of your significant other building you up they you know they do little things that tear you down constantly i think go either way that is a toxic relationship mm. and a lot of people don't realize that they're in a toxic relationship until they're so depressed and so bummed out that they have a really hard time coming back from it. Yeah. So you you gotta look and go like, why do I have bad days? Why am I bummed out? If you're if you if you're having bump bad days, and you're bummed out all the time, and you're like your only goal is to live long enough to see the next episode of Picard. <laughs> you need to identify what it is that is making your life miserable. Is it your job? Leave. Go get a different job. Wait, um, but, but go get another job before you leave. Right. You're right. Yeah. Um, is it your friends? Your friends suck. Leave them. Go get new friends. We'll get new friends. friends. We'll be your friends. Yeah, yeah. Is it your husband or wife? Sorry to say, unless they're planning on changing sometime soon, if they've been this way all the time, it's time to go, man. Because you have one life to live. And if your one life sucks, you got to change that. You got to change that. And Will Smith is a billionaire that you would think has an awesome life. But he tied his, his, his train to a very toxic individual. One of the most toxic people in all of Hollywood. And now he's stuck there and he can't get out. And his, his, the only way he can act out is on national television while getting an Oscar, smacks the crap out of someone he's known for 20 years. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. That is the accumulation. You know, and that is mild compared to what a lot of other people deal with when it comes to toxic relationship. Because they think the only way out for them is self-deletion. And that sucks. That's sad. It's really sad. There's no memes there. No memes that'll make that better. No. Well said, brother. Yeah. Thanks, man. As someone who has been in toxic relationships, and I've seen myself out. But you know what? 
I'm good. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into the news, shall we, Shane? Yeah, I guess it's time. Oh, let's see. Archmage Frey. New Will Smith news dropped like an hour ago, but since it's April 1st, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> let's see if there is. Let's, let's look it up. Real quick. I just, we got to know. Will Smith news. Uh, well, here's it. Chris Rock shuts down audience member cursing out Will Smith at his comedy show. So that's cool. That happened. Um, Will Smith resigns from Academy after slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. That's a New York Times article, so that is not going to be fake news. If that's what you're talking about, are you sure? It's what it's New York Times. Producer of the telecast said that Smith had been asked. Uh, to leave after slapping the rock, which they did not ask him. They asked they asked his handlers or whatever, and they said no. So we don't know if Chris, if he actually said no. Um, but he did say apparently today that he's resigning from the Academy of Motion Pictures. Yep, it's on CNN. Arts by, and Sciences. Saying by Brian had, Stelzer. You know that guy has no sense of humor. Right. <laughs> That's funny. He's saying that he had betrayed its trust with conduct that was shocking, painful, and inexcusable. Uh, the sudden announcement came Friday afternoon, days after the Academy had condemned Mr. Smith's actions and opened an inquiry into the incident. I have directly responded to the Academy's disciplinary hearing notice, and I will fully accept any and all consequences of my conduct, he said Friday. I deprived other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for their extraordinary work, he said in the statement. I am heartbroken. He said that he would accept any further consequences the board deems appropriate. Change takes time, he concluded, and I am committed to doing the work to ensure that I never allow violence to overtake reason. Uh, the Academy said that it accepted his resignation. Uh, we have received and accepted Mr. Will Smith's immediate resignation from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh, we will continue to move forward with our disciplinary proceedings against Mr. Smith for violations of the Academy standards of conduct in advance of our next scheduled board meeting, April 18th. Now that he's resigned, uh, Will Smith will no longer have access to Academy screenings and events. He will also not be able to vote in the Academy Awards. However, he could still be nominated for an award since being a member is not a requirement for eligibility. Um, interesting. Wait. So he was voting on... I didn't even know Will Smith was part of the. Apparently, he's actually a part of the Academy, uh, the Academy of uh, Motion, Motion Picture Art Sciences. Sciences. Interesting. Yeah, so that's interesting. So he's and, and which is he should that that makes actual sense for him to do that. Um, he's owning it, and you know it's sad because this is just more victim stuff too. You know, he's he's resigning. He's going to accept his punishment, which he should do. Um, yeah. Maybe his wife needs to come out and say, you know what, this is this is partly my fault too. She needs to take responsibility with him. Yeah, partly. Partly his her fault. Right. She has, she has absolutely broken this man, dude. Yeah, you can tell. There's yeah. just no way. No way he goes up there and does that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what are you going to do? Thank you uh, for that. Thank you for letting us know about that. You know, at yeah, least yeah. he's... um. I mean, I feel like he's probably just going to come out. He's going to come out the end of the other end of this just fine because he knows how to play the system, you know. Yeah. 
Oh, they did come out and say that it was uh, it was one hundred percent unscripted freestyling. The joke. Uh, he didn't tell anyone that. It, I guess it wasn't a planned joke. It just kind of came out. It's a pretty benign joke, so. Yeah, I mean it. it is. It's it's all it's all personal stuff. It's a joke. Did you see the one with um, the Academy Award uh, with uh, the Oscars with uh, uh, what's the guy, the guy that made The Office? Oh, Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Oh, Ricky, Ricky, yeah, Ricky, yeah. He's he was pretty hardcore. He was nuts. Yeah, which which was great. I actually loved it. It was the greatest monologue in TV history. Yeah, he just went off on everybody. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's like, everyone here is so uh, concerned concerned about epstein you should be you were all his friends <laughs> i know right you don't get punched for that i don't know you know that's like that's the one right <laughs> there was this one moment he's like a lot of you are gonna think that you should get up here and use your moment to get when you're getting reward to use your moment to preach to everyone about proper social justice and the environment and tell us all how we should be living our lives don't do that <laughs> it wasn't even a joke. He was, he was like, like totally serious. Yeah, he's like, don't do that. You're in no position to do that. Right. <laughs> I love how it wasn't even a joke. Everyone's laughing. He goes, I'm not joking. Yeah, he'll never be invited back. <laughs> no. no, he even said that. He goes, since it's the last time I'll be here. <laughs> yeah. I might as well get it all out. <laughs> Greatest monologue ever. All right. Um <clears throat> let's uh let's get started, right, man? I'm ready. All right, uh, here we go. <clears throat> oh, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> we are talking about Star Trek Four. Carl Urban finally breaks his silence over the new sequel news. Dr. McCoy opens up about what he knows. But before I leave this over to Shane to do his thing, don't forget... Subscribe to the channel. <laughs> On your way to that comment section, just scream at us. Subscribe and like and all that good stuff. We are this close to a thousand. That said, Shane, what was your take on the Carl Urban break silence news? I mean, it's not much. You know, it's kind of funny. Like, I love this news. Uh, I haven't seen a script. I know nothing. But I would love to work with those guys again. So much fun. Uh, the the best hang. We'll see. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, what kind of news is that? Like, the headline literally says, please, come on. Star Trek's Carl Urban breaks silence over news, new sequel news. This is cinema blend, by the way. It's not like he wasn't giant even... freaking robot. Right. He wasn't even... I mean, it's not like he was breaking silence. Like, he was waiting to talk about it. I mean, literally, this comment he just made... Uh, the same comment that Chris Pine made, same comment that Zoe Saldana made. I mean, it's, you know, hey, they, I haven't seen a script. I really don't know anything, but I, you know, I'd love to work with them again. You know, <laughs> the problem is, is that Carl Urban is, uh, is all in on the boys right now. And right. The whole reason this came out, we did a video on it um, that, that breaks all of this down. But basically, when... Star Trek, they announced, well, they came out and announced that Star Trek 4 is going to hit theaters Christmas 2023. In order for that to happen, they have to start filming this fall. The problem is, is Carl Urban is still filming uh, The Boys. And right. he's got a beard as Billy Butcher. 
and he's in Canada. Chris Pine wants to film in Los Angeles and support local uh, filming in, you know, in Hollywood. So there's just this whole like idea that it may be difficult for him to do it. Um, but he doesn't know anything. There is no script yet. I mean, they want everybody to come back, but there's no dates. They really don't know anything until they sit down and try to figure it out. So this is no news. He does break his silence, but there's no, like we didn't learn anything from it. It's still the same stuff. Right. Now, someone said in the comment section of, of this video, um, of our main video, uh-huh. They were like, this is just, this is fundraising. Like, there's no script. There's nothing's locked down. Like, this is the studio announcing something before they have any details so they can raise money for the movie. Is that still a thing in the streaming, in the new streaming world we live in? No. no I mean, well, I, they don't need to raise money for the film because, hey, uh, whoop-de-doo, Paramount Plus is making a ton from their their Star Trek content that you can only get on Paramount Plus. Streaming. And they're making... So- they're making a lot. Can you please break down that number, those numbers here a little bit? Like, yeah, they got like seven and a half million new subscribers in the last, you know, in the last quarter of the of of last year. Right, at a so minimum of ten dollars a month here. Yeah, they're they're totally killing it. So they can they can go out and make, and they want to make more. And our video talks more about it, but you know, they want to make more Star Trek content, and that's why they're pushing so hard for the Star Trek Four. You got J.J. Abrams who who's willing to come back and be an executive producer on it. Um, you know, it, they want this to keep going. They need the content to keep growing and movies are a, uh, a great way to do it because people still want to see these characters. They're not too old. Carl Urban was an incredible Dr. McCoy. Incredible. Him, yeah. Yeah. Him and, uh, he, I would argue he's probably the best character that was re you know, rebooted, you know, his yeah. job with McCoy was the best, the best of the Kelvin people. And and probably Zachary Quinto, like right behind him. Zach Zach Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Quinto, yeah. Um, so seeing them together and the way they interact with each other was was gorgeous. I loved it. I want to see another one. So I'm down for for Star Trek Four, even though I know a lot of people are, you know, anti Kelvin, anti JJ, all that stuff. I I love the chemistry of this cast, and I want to see him do another movie. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, especially how you can enjoy this as individual movies and not have to worry about them being part of star trek canon right you know they're just fun i can just oh these are just fun star fun movies based in the star trek universe cool i'll take it the good thing about um or the most interesting to me about star trek 4 is how will they incorporate how will they incorporate another beastie boys soundtrack that's the question (laughs) well you know there's only so much more beastie boys you can do what are you gonna do uh Brass Monkey next? I don't know. Brass Monkey! That funky junkie! <laughs> oh, they can't do that one. It's, it's like there's only certain Beastie Boys songs you can actually use. Maybe they'll do a Run DMC thing, you know? Or That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. But so far, three movies, three Beastie Boys songs. So I'll take what I can get. It, you know what blows me away about Carl Urban is nobody talks about it. We mentioned in our video, he's been in all the great movies. Like, he's been in, in so many great movie franchises that most people probably don't even realize. He's like Lord of the Rings, Thor. Uh, there's so many things. Star Wars not. as a stormtrooper. Star Wars, Star Trek. You know, he's gonna be. He's in the new Knives Out two movie. He's the dude's all over the place. He's absolutely an incredible actor. Yeah, he does a lot. Yeah. Um. So, but it's so that 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 being said, if you haven't seen this video, guys, you know it's called uh, 
it's it's on our main channel. I'll you put the link in the description. It. Yeah. It's like the second to last video we did. And it's all about this. Shane breaks it down expertly. Oh, thank you. Yes, expertly. It gives you all the data points, all the stories, interviews, every bit of information possible to glean on how or why Carl uh, Urban, Urban just can't be back for a Star Trek IV unless... Unless something changes. Yeah. Unless Paramount changes when they're going to shoot and release Star Trek IV... There's just no way Carl Urban can do it. Um, yeah, no reasonable way, I should say. So, uh, yeah. Or maybe they make a deal with Amazon and they get all of his scenes shot ahead of time. I guess that's a possibility. They could, No, they can't do it ahead of time. It's got to be after. Like he, They'd have to right. shoot him after because of the beard. Because the beard. Yeah, yeah, so they literally just like... The beard's the thing that's really holding it up. Right. Or, or he has a beard in the movie. Nah, I can't, I can't do that. I just, it's not going to work. And they, can't they have a bearded. The original McCoy had a beard and in the first movie. No, no, it was, he was not in Starfleet anymore. He was out doing his own thing on the disco, disco tech circuit. <laughs> yeah, I love that though. He had the medallion yeah. and the bell bottoms. Yeah. And as soon as he was on the bridge, he was shaved because that's just the way it is. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, regardless, let us know what you guys think. Do you guys want to see a Star Trek four? Are you excited about it? Um, and please, we know that this isn't real Star Trek. We get it? We yeah, know that it's the Kelvin him. universe and it's not part of Star Trek. Uh, understood. We understand that and we're okay with that. Are you okay with enjoying a movie that has nothing to do with Star Trek Prime? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. let us know in the comment section. Can you can you handle that? Can you handle well, they embody Trek. the character. They embody the characters appropriately. Right. Is it a proper homage, even if it's not actual Star Trek? Or yeah, it's like go. It's you know what it is, Brian. It's like going to see a Led Zeppelin cover band, and they the music's like really good, and you get into it, but that doesn't mean you think they're Led Zeppelin. It's more, it's more appropriately like a Beastie Boys cover band. <laughs> I think the Beastie Boys can still like do their music, but Grass Monkey, that funky junkie. <laughs> All right, listen, guys. Um, let us know what you guys think in the comment section rant below. Of the week. Oh, my bad. Wrong one. It's the run of the week. I hit the wrong button. Let us know what you think in the comment section down below. And on the way down to the comment section, hit that subscribe and that like button because we are so close to 1,000 subs. And we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Back, uh, let's let's look at the chat real quick. Is there anything we're missing here before we move on to the next story? Yeah, it says here. Uh, <clears throat> Yep, he was in Doom. That's right. Carl Urban was in Doom as well. He's in everything, man. Everything. Was he and, in Doom? Uh, he was in Doom. With with with, uh, the, with Rock. the Rock? Yeah. Dude, I gotta go back and rewatch that movie. Is that a good movie at all? I mean, yeah, it's a good movie. It's not bad, right? For its time. For its time. Yeah, For its good. time, yeah, yeah. I, I if I recall correctly, like there was this real like super anticipation of this movie. The reason it didn't do really well is because like everyone's anticipating this video game movie and it was like the first of the video game movies that just didn't work. Yeah. Um, but going back with this new insight on how video game movies never work <laughs> and rewatching it, I would like to, I would like to, cause I haven't seen it in decades. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's entertaining and it gives you that whole first person perspective that doom gave you. And, I remember that, you know, and it was, yeah. doom was like that first doom was like the first, like, um, superstar computer game right where, like the whole world was played doom you know yeah yeah, yeah i played doom 
I played yeah, Doom I on a uh, Windows 3.1 machine. Yeah, everybody played Doom. The little box on your screen and you're running around. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't look up or down, but you could look side to side. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Dude, I remember there was this one scene in that movie, and it's the only scene I re- really recall. And it's when, for years, everyone wanted to know why this big gun was called BFG. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. They wanted to know why it was called BFG? Yeah. And what it, and everyone said, well, it's just, you know, big effing gun. Right. But it was never confirmed that. But then in the movie, he was like, give me the BFG. And he goes, the boy he goes, the big gun. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, thank you for the confirmation. Yeah. All right. That's what you know it is. Andrew said, uh, unless it's the Mirror Universe movies. Oh, even McCoy. Ooh. Ooh. Bearded. There you go. They're rewriting the script right now. Dude, I want to see the I want to see the Calvin Mew movies tackle the mirror universe. How cool would that be? That'd be fun. That would be great. I would I would be down with that. That'd be yeah. great. All right, let's talk about uh you ready to talk about some strange new worlds, Shane? I know it's, you, the only what? reason you hear the only reason you hear the whole time, you're like, I just want to talk about strange new world. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm, All right. Are you guys ready? You uh, before people? before I start the recording. Shane literally, I told Shane today that because he's writing the scripts and all that, I'll get the news. And he's like, okay, it's fine. As long as Strange New Worlds is part of the news. Yes. That's all. That was his only requirement. Okay. It has to be because they dropped these new videos and I'm like, we got to talk about it. Okay. So here we go. We're we're talking about it. You ready to talk about it? All right. I'm ready to talk about it. Um, It's weird. I can't find the tweet. Oh, yeah. There it is. Okay. We are talking about strange new worlds and on the Star Trek on Paramount Plus Twitter account, they launched a bunch of little t- teaser videos about the crew, about Spock and Hemner and number one and yada, yada, yada. And we are going to talk about those now. But before we do, please hit that subscribe button because I know for a fact a bunch of you people are not subscribed and we need some subscribers. We need them subscribers. All right. Sorry, I'm mumbling a lot because I'm tired. But you know what, here we go. You know what's funny about this one is like, before I'd even seen any of the videos yet, Twitter just was all crazy out there. And the first tweet I saw about it was, why do all the girls look like little boys? <laughs> yeah. right? that, was like, that was like the comment that like some frustrated like comment. You know, and here's the reality is, is that Star Trek Strange New Worlds is hopefully going to make us longtime fans appreciate and enjoy this. But just by looking at everything, you can tell that this is made for a young audience. Like this is definitely made for younger Trek fans, not kids, but young adults. Uh, All the people are very young. All the people are very prepubescent looking. Um, They almost all look like teenagers in a way. Would you agree? (laughs) No, I just think that you're older now, and no, so that's what you're saying. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, even when TOS came out, like, all the actors were in their 30s. Like, and and when Star Trek The Next Generation out, most of those actors were in their late 20s, early 30s. You know, um, Kate Mulgrew. I mean, you got you got Pike, who's older, obviously, and you got Rebecca Romaine, but the rest of the cast is very young. Yeah. And so they still have this, like, they haven't like gotten into their adult bodies yet, I don't think. Yeah, let me find uh, a shot of uh, 
Let me try find one of those. A lot of people are just talking about the Spock one. I I'm really not digging what they did. So here's here's Nurse Chapel. I'm gonna mess with your genome. Like Nurse Chapel looks like she's 15. Yeah, she looks like a 15 year old. You're right, right. bro. She does look now, super young. I mean, she might be cool and hip because they got this like whole like. She's not even blonde hair. It's like white hair. Yeah, it's like platinum blonde. That's what that it's is. It's like not definitely not a natural color. Um, Christine Chapel, the original, was a blonde. Uh, I mean, that's that's fine. She's got this thing with Spock, which, interestingly, it was a one-sided relationship. You know, there was like one little scene where maybe Spock had something for Chapel, but there was very little. This whole thing where Chapel's making Spock look like a look like a dummy. I didn't really like that. Um, you know, where she, she smacks him in the head and he's like, I should have seen that coming. And I should have seen that coming. Oh, it was very weird. It was like, I didn't like that, but, um, but I'm, I'm down to see what happens with the chapel character. I mean, I like the white uniform. <clears throat> I do. I like, I like how clean everything is. I know a lot of people are saying that's not what, uh, the TOS, the original, you know, enterprise would have looked like. That's true. There, it does not look like the original enterprise. Um, some of the, the bridge stuff does, but yeah, the, the corridors, look at that, that uh, sick bay. No. Um, yeah. It's all super hyper updated. It is. It's very, and I, I'm not sure that's going to be that big of a deal for me. You know, if Pike is good, if the stories are good, you know, all of these characters like, like um, uh, Dr. Benzinga here, um, you know, he, of is course, it Benzinga was, that we just said? I, I believe it is, right? Isn't it? It's, it's, it's uh, not Dr. Bazinga. M I'm sorry, it's not. It's Dr. M, M Benga. Bazinga. I, I don't know. I was thinking like, I was thinking like Bazooka. I don't know what happened. Bazooka Bubblegum or something. Dr. Bazinga. There, there must be, you know what? There is a Bazinga something out there. I'm Wait, sure of it. it. I'm going to find it right now. What is I got to be honest though. I love the. Oh my God. It's a... <laughs> You're going to laugh when you hear this. You know what Benzinga is? Huh. It's a stock trading platform. Oh my god, of course it is. <laughs> and that's what I like to do. So. How about these um these com badges though? They're they look original, right? Yep, they look good. That his uniform looks fantastic. That's that's a that's McCoy's uh you know, very similar to McCoy's uniform. Yep. Um so that's cool. A lot of people are talking about this. Hemner. I, had, I like the Hemner character. Yeah, I had people people complaining on how is a how is a blind Andorian? Uh, I'm like, yeah, that's actually canon because this yeah. he's part of the Anar member from Enterprise. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're right. And he's actually <clears throat> uh, just from the little clips I saw. He says I'm really smart. He's like very sure of himself, a little bit cocky. Um, I think he's going to be an interesting character. Yeah, yeah. So this race of uh, this ultra rare sort of like genetic spinoff of the Andorians. They're like they're called like the white Andorians or something. I don't know, but basically <laughs> that's, it's called. That's pretty. That's actually pretty uh, good if they called them white Andorians. I think it was white that's, or that's winter creative. or ice Andorians or something like that. Yeah, the the, the North is you know. I don't remember exactly what it was, but the uh, the regular Andorians had this like really like racist response toward them because they were so weird. All right. And basically, um, they're all these Andorians are really rare, and even more so, they are high. They're so all Andorians have a little little telepathy, but these ones are like hyper telepathic. 
um, where their senses are, high, are, are are out there, but at the cost of their vision. So mm. they're genetically, they have all the other Andorian senses um, hyperactive, like their tele- telepathy and what they do, whatever they do with their antennas or whatever, but they're, um, but they can't see they're blind. And in Enterprise, they actually kidnapped a couple of these ones, and they were using them to like fly their test ships around. Remember that? Yeah, I do. So I love the fact that they are pulling a character from Enterprise. Finally, we're getting a. <laughs> Yet you guys, you guys don't get it. Enterprise has been the ugly stepsister of of Star Trek. They didn't even share the same logo of all the Star Treks. Go on Netflix. And, or whatever your stream platform is as Star Trek, and go down and look at TOS, TNG, DS9, Voyager, all right, then Enterprise, then Discovery, and then Picard. I want you to look at the word Star Trek, because it says Star Trek, mm-hmm. Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, Discovery. Blah, blah, blah. The Star Trek logo on Enterprise is the only one where it doesn't share the same font. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, Star Trek Enterprise, it stands apart from all the other Star Treks. And, and they are the ones who really introduced this Andorian character. And the main Andorian was played by that awesome actor. I'm always forgetting his name, but he's played... Jeffrey Combs. Yes, Jeffrey Combs. He's played everything. He made that get character sing. And if this guy has even... 20% of the character and the personality that Jeffrey Combs and Dorian had, we are in for a treat. So I love that they are bringing in a character from a species introduced pretty much on Enterprise. Yeah, that, I thought that was cool. And, it's, <clears throat> and it stays within canon. Andorians were part of the Federation. It's We've never had an Andorian on uh, a Federation ship so that we've seen. I'm sure they're out there, but we've never actually been, you know, had a show with one. So that's cool. Something a little different, and it stays within canon. Yeah, played by Bruce Horak is the guy who playing him. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's awesome, actually. I think yeah. it's great. All right. So, uh, what about the next one here? Um, who else we got? <laughs> one, one of the little, one of the, one of the little boys. Do you want to get first? <laughs> oh well, you know they 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 do have that kind of you know. I'm not. I'm not trying to read that. That's that was a a, a tweet. It's like. Why do they all look like um, like fifteen year old boys? It's true. Yeah, that was the that was the, the tweet. They do look very young. Um, I don't know what to think of this character. This obviously is a helmsman. Um, I thought it was going to be the security person, but it's not. It's Christina Chong who who plays Lon Nunyan Singh is the security officer. This is Ortegas. Uh, Ortegas is being played by. Uh, Let's see. Melissa Navia. Yeah, I don't have any, any interest in this big. character. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I have no connection to her whatsoever. She doesn't seem very interesting. She doesn't look interesting, but we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, willing to give, I'm willing to give it an episode or two and see, you know. Yeah, here's the security Back chief you were talking about. And she's yeah, related to soon, right? She's She's related to Khan. Also, you're right. She looks really super young. It's crazy. Yeah, very young. 
It looks like it looks like Spock's like hooking it up with all the all the girls. <laughs> he's getting on with all the youngins. He's got something going on with all of them. Everybody wants to be with Spock. Oh, it makes sense, you know. Spock, he knows how to do it, bro. He knows how to do it. <laughs> uh, who else is on here? We didn't really get anything on uh, on Rebecca Romaine on uh, number one. We got a little bit. I'll show you that right now. Happy to have you aboard. Is there a little bit? Yeah. Here's it's her. Like Pike's uh, hair. Pike's hair is like about to fly away, man. So yeah. Yeah. His stylist is a little too uh, hyper. Like, real hyper like, aggressive with that. Looks like speed racing. That's not. Yeah. Look. Ready. Oh, damn it. I hate Twitter videos, dude. Cadets gotta be pretty impressive to make the cut. I hear you speak 12 languages. 37. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Jesus, bro. <laughs> Stylus is wilding out over there, Pike. Flock of seagulls, baby. All right. Um. Yeah, so that's a her. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm interested in... We've already talked about this. I'm totally yeah, interested we're, in we're gonna. We're, we're interested in seeing it. I, it was nice to get a look at... We hadn't seen anything on Chapel. So that was kind of the new one for us. Oh, here, here's Chapel. Yeah, sorry. You want to see? I'm sorry. Here's that number one. My bad. Uh, right here, right here. Is to join Starfleet. Is number one Una. I don't know why they did that, but okay. Oh, her name's actually Una now. Apparently. Una, like Uno. She's like one. Yeah, Una, one. Jesus. Una in Spanish for one. <laughs> It's Her little, name is Una Chin Riley. It's a little on the nose. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I like Rebecca Romaine, though. So, Or she could just be number one because she's the XO. That right. would be very normal. Yeah, it doesn't have to be number one like her name. Right. Now, here, now here's the one that really pissed people off. <laughs> God, he's a terrible Spock. Spock. He's a terrible Spock. He's a terrible Spock. He is a... Ethan Peck is a terrible Spock. Jesus. Like, what is going on with this dude's sideburns? I mean, Spock had sideburns. Dude, these sideburns are down to, like, these are not regular sideburns. <laughs> this is like... Spock had pointed sideburns. They are so intense, though. They look like knife points, dude. Another, Too much. Another girl there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's hooking up with all the girls. Sexy Spock is what we're getting. Sexy, sexy Spock. Spock this year. This week on Sexy Spock. On Sexy Spock. Last week he banged Nerd's Chapel. This week he takes a run at the captain himself. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I want to get a better shot of those eyebrows. Well, we do Jeez. get some. What's cool is we do get. I guess he's some Vulcan. Some He's having some pawn far stuff going there on Vulcan. Of so. course, he's gonna go. He's gonna go through pound pawn four. Of course, <laughs> the sexualized Spock, <laughs> groovy Spock. Huh? Oh! I wanna come so bad. Oh, that's right. It's uh, emotional Spock. I forgot. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to get a shot of these. I have, look at this. Look at those sideburns, dude. Oh my god. That's <clears throat> not horrible. What are you talking about? These are intense. Wait, okay, hold on. They are down below his earlobes, dude. Let's see, let's see, let's see. You gotta get you gotta get uh Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy Spock side. Yeah, dude. He had some long ones, bro. No. No, you're wrong. Let me show you. I mean I'm looking at a really good one here. Okay, here, here. Ready? 
Side profile. Spock? Grab the one. Which one? Look, there's there's Spock side profile. Oh, that's that. a good one. That's a good one. All right, here's another, and here's Zachary Quinto's. Okay. All right, they, they got it right. It's pointed. It's pointed. It's fine. Pointed is fine, bro. Now, now. Is it that crazy? Bro, it's lit. It's literally like a fine point wiggling down his cheek line. Are you kidding me? Is it going? I'm only seeing it at the bottom of his ear. It might be the screen's too small for me. Let me point, just, look. Pointed is fine, but it's too long, bro. I'll have to look when it gets to the big screen here. <clears throat> I don't think they ever show it. Let me let me try to get. Let me enhance, enhance. It's not that long. It does go below the earlobe, but it doesn't go down his chin. No, it's just, it's got a little bit of a hook to it right there at the end, right? Or, or are you telling me it actually goes all the way down under his chin? It doesn't go under his chin. I didn't say it went under his chin. I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. I can't really see it that well. No, I'm saying ah. that it's, it's way too long and pronounced. The sideburns not bother me that much. What bothers me more is that he just doesn't look anything like Spock whatsoever. But it like, doesn't help that they took that classic pointed sideburn and they continued it three inches and then wiggled it around on his face to make it look even more emo than it already is. Emo? Is that you think it looks like an emo sideburn? Gee, I can't get it out of my head. It's like haunting me right now. <laughs> what? It's a sideburn, man. It's too much. It's, it's just not... No, it's Toby, too much. What would, what would Toby on the office say right now, Michael? Michael, it's it's just a sideburn, Michael. No, I gotta I gotta find a shot where you can actually see it. I just don't. I don't think you're seeing what I am seeing with the sideburns, dude. I mean, I think I saw it. I mean, I know he's got it goes down to like to the bottom of the ear and then like as a hook, right? A little bit. It has a little wiggle to it, yes, but it's sexy Spock, dude. He's got to have a wiggle to his sideburn. Get out of here with that. <laughs> and it's too far forward on his face, bro. Yeah, I think I think they're trying to make Spock look sexy. Sexy Spock, dude. <laughs> Arc Mage Frey. The needs of the many, right, Spock? Ready? Here. <laughs> I it's little on there. It's little? Got, okay, hold up. I got hold a little thumb. It's me. I got like this. This is like how yeah, no, it's like. fine. It's fine. That's I can fix this. Can you like zoom it in like really yeah, crazy? I can zoom in. Enhance. Enhance. You can see like, you can see, like Enhance. his pimples or like his blackheads or something. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> you gotta say it every time. <laughs> I do. I gotta say. Enhance. 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 <laughs> All right. All right. You ready for this? Oh yes, I'm ready. Enhance. All right, here we go. Look at that. Enhance. I mean, okay, so you're right. The point is a little bit wiggly. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. Okay. Look um, at this. Yeah. It, they should have stopped it. You know, if they would have stopped it before they did the wiggle, it would have been fine. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, there's no needs to be the weird wiggle thing. Stop it right there. Don't continue it past his earlobe into his jawline. I wonder if I wonder if he doesn't grow hair out that far or something, and they had to like do something different. Because if you look at Leonard Nimoy's, his his is pronounced is like his goes like a normal beard. 
But this kid right here, you know, he probably can't grow a beard, so try to draw it on. All I'm saying is, all of this, totally unnecessary. <laughs> it, ju it just, it, it, it further separates this guy from the, other, from the real Spocks. Well, he doesn't look like him, first off. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, Spock has, like, this nose, like, the Zachary, Zachary Quinto, Quinto, Zachary Quinto. And his hair is wavy, bro. He has it. He's got the, the Spock face. You need a Spock face, right? And Ethan Peck has a short nose, you know, and he's got, he looks like a prepubescent child. You know he what's really weird? So this was the version of him at the end of Discovery last year. Okay. And, I mean, I guess it looks like Spock, but it's like, yeah, it looks a little bit like the weird dweeb version of Spock. <laughs> There's some weird dweeb. But then here is this year where he's like all like, Sexy, sexy out, bro. Like you can see his nipples, bro. His hair is wavy. Oh, Lord. Like, look at the difference, though. Like, look at this. Oh yeah. Wait, is that Spock too? What yeah. The hell is these that? are the same actor playing Spock. Wow, that is way different. Like, look at look at that's the end of last season. That's a better Spock than. That's the better Spock, but this is the sexy CW Spock, bro. Oh, dude, don't even say CW. This what this is a CW Spock, bro. CW Spock. That's what it is. It's CW Spock. Or, or the wow. Netflix, or the Netflix version, or the Wish version. Wow! Look at that. Oh goodness gracious! All right. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. Enhance. It's gonna happen. Enhance. It's been chosen. The grandson of Gregory Peck will be Spock. He is Spock. He's already been Spock. It's gonna happen. It's done. It's so weird that he has like a full beard too. It's you, know, like... you know what they don't realize though? You know what they don't realize, Brian? Like, having a really good Spock is, like, just the key to having good Star Trek. Especially for that, you know. Having good Spock is just key. Right? Yeah. Like, the rebooted Kelvin movies would totally be terrible if they got the Spock wrong. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't like them. But they don't like... They don't. It's not like they dislike the Kelvin universe movies because the actors. They dislike the Kelvin movies because... Because it's not Star Trek. It's no, like, I know, I know, but what I'm saying is, is Zachary is so is such a good looking Spock. Like well, you saw him in like 2002 in a, in a TV show called Heroes, and you're like, oh my god, that's Spock, right? Put mm -hmm. the ears on him, go, right? So why didn't they like find somebody like that? Why did why Ethan? Why Ethan? Oh my well, god, Ethan, nothing against you, man. But I just figured it out, Shane. This is why articles like this is Star Trek's diversity in danger of going backwards. What? Yeah. About what? Strange new worlds. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, um, what does it say here? Because Pike's the captain. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 right, ready, right. The show will follow the adventures of Christopher Pike, his female executive. Blah blah blah. blah. Answer mark. Blah, blah blah. It actually says, ready, wait for it. Oh my god, where is it? It's just right here. It says... Oh man, I can't find it. Um, I don't want to read the oh, whole article. Go down a little further. There it is right there, go down. Where? Yeah, it's right there below the, the black text. Oh, but here's the conundrum. Is the show in danger of becoming too regressive with three cis white lead characters? Wow. Wait. 
Who are the who are the three white lead characters? You got Pike. I guess Spock is considered a Spock cis and number one. Wait, no, that's a, she's so is, now you can be cis and white. I guess as a, as a female. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. Can you just burn that right now, please? But just this burn. is the problem. It's never enough, dude. Well, that's yeah, that's true. That's ridiculous. I didn't even know this actress was playing. Uh, did you know that Amit Kaur is, is on Star Trek? No. So she's on um, another show that's really great. She's a great little comedian. Yeah, I didn't know she was going to be on this show. Okay. We got to look into that later on. Yeah, man. Ah. Oh, I got it, dude. Avaz. See the website that you just pulled up? Avaz, that, that's the, the, the thing. This Here's the reason why that said that. Avaz is a U.S.-based nonprofit organization that promotes global activism on issues such as climate change, human rights, animal rights, and things like that. So that's why that article was like that. It's not, it's not a, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not a serious news article. I see. It's just somebody with an opinion about, right. that don't like, that don't like white people. All right, well, sorry. Hey, they exist. I hate to break it to you guys. I'm sorry I'm here. How about we just don't hate anybody because of their color? How about, right. How about we don't hate anybody because of the color of the skin? Can we do that world? Don't hate anybody. Yeah, can we just not? Can we stop no, hating people? Yeah. Yeah. Stop yeah. Hating. Be nice. All right, let's like let's Spock. get out of here. Be like Spock. Be, be like Spock, but not this Spock. Be like the other one. One of the other Spocks. Be like, be like any one of the other two Spocks. Any other Spock, but this Spock. Be this like Spock's dad, even. Fine. This Spock sucks. Don't be like this Spock. And on the way to telling us in the comment section how wrong we are about how awesome you guys love Ethan Peck and Spock, <laughs> hit that subscribe That's button. Okay, if you do, you go ahead. Hit the subscribe button and the like button and all the buttons. Oh man, it's not working, dude. <laughs> There it goes. It's karma for talking bad about it. Hit you. all the buttons on, on the way to telling Shane how awesome Ethan Peck is at Spock and you love his new haircut and you want to rub your fingers through his chest hair and just drift away, man. So I don't know if Spock has chest hair. <laughs> but let us know and hit the subscribe, <laughs> subscribe button. This is so stupid. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Next up. Wait, wait, wait. Real wait, quick, real quait. We have any nudes? Uh, Archmage, is that a fire in the crew lounge? Discovery has that too. I really hate that idea. Yeah, there should be no fire on a ship. 100%. Yeah, there should never be fire on a spaceship. <laughs> I mean, you Stop can you can argue any ship, but really, especially not on a spaceship. Yeah, oxygen and fire do not go well together. Um, actually, you need it. Yeah. So, hey, what's up, Jer? Jer's here. He's been gone a couple weeks, so it's nice. What's up, Jeremy? He's usually out eating, eating with his, uh, with his significant other. Uh, Art Mage Frey, the needs of the many, right, Spock? And I love that because he's talking about the women, the needs of the many. Oh, the needs of the many. Yeah. You know what? If I ever turn into a massive douchebag and start cheating on my wife, I'm going to make sure that when she catches me, I'm like, babe, the needs of the many. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you started this arc. I'm kidding, I would never do that. I would never do that, honey. Okay, you are my wind in my soul, and if I have to, I'll slap Shane. She's never gonna see. I'll you. slap so. Shane to make sure you realize that I care for you. That's a callback to Will Smith. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I'll be like, how about that GI Jane haircut? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, man. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, this is going to be a topic that you really like. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We are talking about the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. The new Amazon series is going to be a whole lot more like Game of Thrones than LOTR. Shane, how do you feel about this news? Oh, sorry. Before Shane expresses his opinions... Before Shane expresses his opinions, get on down to that that button and press the subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. We're trying to really make sure we tell everyone to do that before we get to the rest of it. All right. All right. Now, sorry. Sorry for the interruption, Shane. That was great. That was great. Go ahead. Now, if I start talking right now and you're like, but. But. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's this about? Okay, so apparently uh, the Rings of Power uh, will be more like Game of Thrones and not Lord of the Rings. So first off, let me just tell you, boo. Uh, we already have a Lord of the, we already have a Game of Thrones series. Boo! Lord of the Rings. Boo! 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 If that's the case, no. We we don't need more Game of Thrones. Listen, why does every fantasy series gotta go? Gotta be games Game of Thrones in space. What did Dune say? What is Dune? We're going to be Game of Thrones in Game space. Game of Thrones in what? space. By, by the Why? way, by the way, I'm sorry. I got to put myself on screen here. Dune was not Game of Thrones in space. Dune not was boring yet. as crap. Not yet. It was so boring that I was so disappointed in Dune because you sold me on it being Game of Thrones in space and I saw no dragons and no boobies. <laughs> dragons can't be in space. All I'm saying is you said Game of Thrones in space... No boobs, no dragons, no swords, no real swords, just boring, cracked out, uh, quaalude users talking about fantasy dreams and uh, so bad. Sorry. Go ahead, Shane. So, so, I mean, basically what they're saying here, and, and to some degree they're right, because this is going back to a time when, when there was a little bit more, uh, you know, um, political intrigue, you know, rival dynasties with the elves and the dwarves and stuff like that. Um, why is it that any time, like, nations are, you know, going against each other, is that all of a sudden Game of Thrones? Because Game of Thrones was not that. Game of Thrones was, like, secrets, intrigue, family, inter-family garbage happening, you know, taking down certain people. It really wasn't nations fighting against each other. Right. So I'm not so certain. I mean, everybody wants to put this narrative onto anything fantasy because they feel like it's going to because because Game of the Thrones Game of the Thrones was huge. It was absolutely huge when it first came out. It ended with a whimper, but it was huge rolling into the last couple seasons. And uh, so that's what they're saying. But they're basically saying that um, the ring the Ring of Power showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay have stated that the Amazon series will look uh, to tell one story that unites all of the Second Age's big events. Because it is. The Second Age is a huge age. It expands 2,500 years, and they're going to tell one story that kind of combines all 2,500 years. Which is going to be weird, I think, in a way. Um, Yeah, but so somehow, apparently this is highlighted uh, best by the Ring of Power character Elrond. That's cool. We do get Elrond back. Elrond. Elrond's a key figure in, in Lord of the Rings, and we are getting that character. 
Um, and he's younger. So, uh, and we will see his penis. I don't think so. If it's Game of Thrones, we're going to see his penis. <laughs> we didn't say it was Showtime or whatever. whatever. No, no, there was a lot of HBO. Game of There was a lot of penises in Game of Thrones. There was a lot of it, but there was also argue. Well, if you read the books, there's also a lot of it in the books, too. So that's why they stayed true to the books, which that's fine. Game of Penises. <laughs> I don't. That sounds like a porn star movie or something. Uh, but it describes Elrond as being politically ambitious. Um, which is not something that I think we expected. And since there is not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of story to the Silmarion, uh, they probably had to make up a lot of stuff. And so are fans going to like them turning this into a Game of Thrones? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I know traditional fans aren't going to like it. If you read the books, you're probably not going to like it. But if you uh, if you don't know much about Lord of the Rings, uh, maybe you saw the movies and you don't know anything about the history, you may not care. All right. Yeah. You know, what? I'm sort of hoping it is now, like Game of Thrones. Why? So that so that it's it's exciting. <laughs> well, see now you're adding to the problem. Yeah, I mean, because you wanted me to watch the Wheel of Time, right? And it was super boring. Well, I got news for you. It's not probably going to be much more interesting than than the Wheel of Time. Damn it! It's because it's just it's just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's it just be. in Wheel of Time is like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you don't, they didn't have enough episodes. Is is the Rings of Power going to have more? Ep- I mean, you got you need more time to tell stories. You know, especially if you're telling long epic stories that cover two thousand five hundred years. You need episodes. Yeah, you can't buy time. Like it's almost like, no. oh, let's just throw a ton of money at it and still only give it eight episodes. You're like, what? What was? What's the purpose of that? It's a good point. All right. Yeah. I mean, Anything else to add to this before we go? I mean, I guess you can say that you know, in in the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, you know, the story is kind of like even the smallest person can change the course of the future, right? And that's kind of. Anybody can be the hero of the story, even the small part, even the child, which is why Tolkien originally wrote The Hobbit for his kids. Uh, but the the Rings of Power, they're going to talk about uh, in a story in which many characters are punished for their heroism and good intentions. Uh, and, and Sauron rises to power, um, which is the bad guy in Lord of the Rings. So it's, it's going to be a really different take on, or it's going to be a different flavor a different purpose, a different message than, than anything we've heard before. All right. Well, I'm excited to see it. All right. I'm as excited as I can be about a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> I'm excited to see it, but I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, I'm a, I got some. Yeah. You know what? I am. Uh, we're a little starred for good content, to be fair. Well, I, we're, yeah, that's true. I have found myself going back and revisiting shows that I never quite finished or whatever. Like I've, I've been watching um, a lot of Snowpiercer. I thought that was just a movie. Is that a series? Yeah, so I thought it was a movie too. And then I found out that it's actually a series and it's an ongoing series. Oh, I mean, I saw the movie with uh, Chris Evans. Chris right? Evans, yeah. yeah. Um, the TV show is similar, but it really gets into it. Like, it really is super world building. So it goes back to the beginning and tells oh, the story. Oh, it goes. It starts. Oh. Yes, yeah, starts at the beginning. The Wilford train and the and why the, 
Oh, and, I'm gonna watch it. And Wilford is still around. Um, he was chasing them on on on, on this pro tribe train. Uh, dude, it's. I was intrigued by that. What what is it on? What's it What's it on? Um, the first two seasons are on HBO, and the last season is is I'm sorry, the third season is actually still happening. So you have to you have to either have, um. TNT or whatever, one of those networks. Oh, I don't know. Or you have to, or you have to buy it, or you have to wait for the third season to pop up on HBO Max because oh, it, so be- it's, 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 HBO Max is getting the seasons as they end. You know, you know what I tried to watch? I tried to watch. Um, I tried to watch just two nights ago. Uh, the uh, oh my gosh, the Wish version of Star Trek: uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, Babylon, Babylon. Five. I tried really. You know, hard. there's a ton of people that would straight up Will Smith you if they heard you say the Wish version of DS9. Listen, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, it is. It was. It was. It was basically made in around the same time. It's not nearly as good graphic graphic wise. It is the Wish version. Now, I'm not trying to say that it, it doesn't have good stuff, but I watched the first episode, which was like an hour and a half long, and it was boring as hell. Yeah, it's super, like, super boring. It was so slow. I mean, like, the beginning had, like, some moments where I'm like, I'm watching, I'm like, the captain's kind of charismatic, okay, the Asian girl, we've seen her in a lot of stuff since, she's good, you know, but then I'm like, it just got slow and drug out and boring, and it's like, I don't, I couldn't get through it. Yeah. You talking about it is making me yawn. I tried to watch on HBO too because I saw that it was like yeah. it was in high, it was in like decent resolution. I'm like, oh right. wow, okay, it's it's in better quality version than DS9 is in, so might as well. Yeah. And dude, I'm like halfway through. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know anything could be more boring than Deep Space Nine. I couldn't, right? <laughs> it was just crazy. <laughs> it's, I mean, it might be missing thing. Maybe it picks up. I, I should start it like on episode two and just, I'm going to give it another try. You know, if you love Babylon, I want to like it because Babylon 5 is having a, a reboot. Right. And everyone so talks I, about how great it is. I want to, I want to like it so bad. So I'm going to start, I'm just going to skip the rest of season episode one. Cause I'm hoping I don't miss nothing at the end that matters. I'm going to start episode two and I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that something cool happens. And, uh, and it carries me through. So we know, we know we were talking about, uh, Rings of power right now, but if you're still if you're watching this, yes, on the way down in the comment section to tell us. Oh, how, I'm sorry, I thought we were already done. <laughs> how bad Rings of Power is? Please go ahead and subscribe. But also, oh if you're if you're a Babylon fan, uh, <laughs> Babylon Five fan, please tell us where should we start watching it because we tried to start at the beginning. I and, thought I was talking to the members, and we're having a hard time. So, I just I just put this out as going out into a clip now, and now everybody is going to know. All the Babylon Five fans are going to be mad. I'm sorry, but you know the members would have understood what I'm talking about. Look at this is Archmage. Archmage says honestly, the whole first season of Babylon Five is pretty rough. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> when when do we start watching Archmage? When when do I come into it? Someone real? tell us when do we start watching it. But we're gonna, we're going to end the clip now. TV. We'll see you guys tomorrow. The clip's over. We'll no see- way you. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Shame, keep in, shame keep, won't stop. Wait, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, now stopping. we're talking to the members. You gotta let me say, finish it before you start going off from Babylon. Babylon Five, thinking we're done, and I'm like insulting it more. <laughs> no, all these—that's why I was like, you gotta stop talking about Babylon Five. <laughs> these Babylon Five fans are nuts, bro. <laughs> they're well, gonna for good reason. They're they gonna will Smith you. 
They went crazy watching the first episode. <laughs> they lost their minds. The first season of Babylon 5 was pretty rough. <laughs> oh, hey, seriously though, uh, Snowpiercer is excellent. I'm going to try that. Excellent science fiction. They never go into space, but it doesn't matter. No, I love I love dystopian stuff, and I especially love when they tell like how it happened. You know, so the no, I don't want you to tell me. I want to see it. I don't remember the movie as much, probably because I watched it super late at night at some point. But I remember the premise being like super fascinating, right? Yeah, this train going around the world. Yeah, right. So they took that same premise and they added so much lore and technology and ideas to it and it became as the entire season series is like how the class system works in the world and yeah and it's really wonderful and it's wonder and it's not like wonderful and preachy it's just a wonderful science fiction tv show and it's in its third season um and it's still going which means that i i we don't even know if it's concluded yet um Mm. but i gotta say they could have concluded this thing at the end of season two it would have been good. So if they don't conclude it in season three, then they're probably just dragging it longer than it should be gone. Okay. Workmate <clears throat> says you got to get through season one because there's plot points. Ah, all right. I'll try. <laughs> Is there like a best of season one we can watch? <laughs> I wonder if he's sitting back and he's like, I'm going to make Shannon Bryan watch this show. By <laughs> we get to the end of season one and it's like, there was nothing that was important that happened. He's like, Mark just Mag. kidding. It all sucks, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and then we turn it on Andromeda. Next. You know, Andromeda, I remember Andromeda very fondly, so maybe it's not that bad. Okay, well, I'll try that one too. And didn't Andromeda get like seven seasons or something? I like Kevin Sorbo, so. Andromeda went for like a long time, right? I don't know. I, I couldn't get Sci-Fi Channel for the longest time. The reason I never saw any of this stuff is I didn't have Sci-Fi. I was in the military. They didn't have it. Oh, that's why, yeah, yeah. So Shane actually didn't watch um, five seasons of Andromeda. Holy crap. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see Babylon 5. I didn't see Andromeda. I missed so much. But Andromeda came out when Enterprise came out. You watched Enterprise. I watched Enterprise while I was in Iraq, and I caught up. Oh, interesting. And somebody happened to have all the all the seasons, all the episodes. So I did not watch Enterprise when it came out. And Enterprise actually came out on UPN. Um, it was like their flagship show. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so a little different. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Um, that's why it took you so long to catch up to Stargate too, mm. because uh, you're right at having Stargate. You guys don't know this, but for the longest time, Shane had not actually seen Stargate. And then I was like, dude, you got to watch Stargate. I watch it like once every couple years, the whole thing. And and, uh, I think he was, he had to drive a lot. And so he started putting on when he was driving. He's like, I love this. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fell in love with it. Yeah. Fun fact. uh, One of the main characters of Andromeda also played the doctor in Stargate Atlantis and is actually in real life married to Michael Shanks, who played Daniel Jackson. That's right. Her name is Lexa Dog. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Last story, baby. You ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> hey, everybody. We are talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League winning most cheer-worthy moment at the Academy Awards. And that was after everyone cheered when Will Smith smacked the crap. <laughs> can you believe yeah I'm Chris Rock moment, yeah. 
So listen, before we talk about all that, head to the comment section, leave us a little note, hit the like button, and on the way there, hit that subscribe button because we are this close to a thousand subs and we need your help to get us a little closer. Mm. Shane, what's happening? Zack Snyder's Justice League deserved to win best movie of the year. Amen to that, brother. That's it. That's the whole story. That's it. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> but it couldn't get it because it, technically it was released twice. So that's why it could. And I kind of get that. Like, if what if every movie got to be made a second time by the person who made it? Like, wouldn't most movies be a lot better? It seems like such a bummer, though. Because, like, it these is. are two different movies. They are so totally different. Totally different movies. Totally different. Like, and you know what? He didn't get the first cut, so I take that back. I take that back. He didn't get to make his movie and then have it made again. He finally got to make his movie. Right. So, frankly speaking, he should have won. Because it was released. It wasn't, It wasn't. you know, he had to go because of uh, his daughter died. You know, Zack Snyder. But, um, so they brought in, uh, you know, the, the guy who's no longer allowed to be in Hollywood uh, from Firefly. Oh, yeah, um, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. He ha he who must not be named. He who must not be named. Uh, Voldemort slash Joss Whedon, <clears throat> and uh, you know, so I just it's kind of not cool because that is Joss Whedon's movie and not Zack Snyder's. This is Zack Snyder's movie, so why couldn't he get the Oscar? It's kind of lame, actually. Yeah, I I yeah I think this was a very lame attempt at blocking this movie from happening. I bet you the um, so uh, historically the Academy uh, hates superhero movies. Just your mouth, like they do not like awarding superhero movies anything for some reason. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Is it because comic books are kind of are kitty, and that's why? No, I think I think I think they're just jealous that 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 these superhero comic book movies make. They're so much more wildly successful than their boring freaking biopics that they that they tend to award every year. Ah, I don't know, man. Um, but you know, yeah, they they always have a problem with the with the comic book movies, and um, I like how Dennis Villeneuve. I can't say this guy's name. Dune has picked up an impressive six wins. Oh, God, <laughs> stop! Oh my God, stop with Dune! No. Oh, I mean, it's pretty. I'm so tired of, of people smelling their own smelling their own farts about Dune. Jesus, what a boring movie. You know what's interesting? You know that the, although there was something that was uh, the the Flash's time travel or the Flash scene where he goes through the Speed Force. Oh, this is the scene like, was like voted like the number one scene movie scene of like the last ten years or something. Yeah, I guess you can get this scene, but you can't. But the whole movie can't be added. So talk about some weird. And it, it even beat, which I thought was, I mean, I guess it's a good scene, but it even beat like, um, you know, Avengers Endgame where, where everybody comes back to. Uh, oh, God, that was so good. You know, it's like, how did it beat that moment? Like, yeah. How do you beat the on your left moment? Yeah, that's tough. That should have been like the number one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. Yes, I like this scene. I liked when the Flash came back and saved the day by entering the fleet sports. That was really cool. I agree. But 
I had chills. My the, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. My eyes teared up. When when Cap was sitting there, I gotta go back. I gotta go screen. When Cap was sitting there, and he's broken, his shield is physically broken. He's on his last breath. They have lost. Avengers facility is in shambles. Everyone that could help him is is gone. There's nothing left, and he's still buckles his shield and he's like i'm gonna do my job and you're like gonna sacrifice himself yeah he's gonna sacrifice himself for seemingly nothing because like that's all he knows to do and then you hear the avengers music in the background oh god it was so good and the portal and it was like cat on your left and the portals are opening up Woo! that was so amazing i don't know honestly I love the Justice League, but that scene that I just described should have gotten the fan favorite. Holy moly, that was amazing. And that's when I realized that's the last good superhero movie we're ever gonna that see. We're ever gonna see. This is it. <laughs> they have they have effectively blown their wad with Endgame. We're done. That was it. Go yeah. home. All that's left from here on out is messes. <laughs> that's messes the cleanup. Miss yeah. Marvels and what's funny is you you could argue that Avengers Endgame messed it up too. It was the final movie, but they also messed it up with their weird time stuff. So. Man. Um Oh, there's a bunch of deleted messages for some reason. Yeah, it looks like Jeremy somehow uh hid Archmage's messages or something like that. It's kind of I don't think he did not sure It must have been some sort of accident. I don't I don't think Jeremy would delete anything he said unless they're like fighting off screen somewhere we can't see it you know it's like this epic battle between jeremy and archmage frey (laughs) jeremy's like i am the mod i think he accidentally hit him or something well we gotta stop recording hey guys look like now he was unhidden archmage was unhidden i just unhit him oh hey guys listen if um <laughs> we're we're still we're still doing the clip. We're in the clip. Yes. I am doing terrible with clips today. I know, guys. Uh, let us know what you guys think about that scene of the Flash. What do you guys think about the Academy Awards? Are they just a bunch of fart smelling weirdos, Whoa. Whoa. or do they actually serve a purpose? Because I don't think they do. Anyways, other than uh, watching celebrities smack each other around on stage, it's usually pretty boring to me. But. That's my opinion. I would like to hear your opinion. So on the way down in the comment section to share, share your opinion, please hit that subscribe button because Shane is laughing because something happening in the member section. Go down the comment section. You got you got to be here for the members section. Okay, all right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Shay, I gotta end the clip. You're like talking to the members and stuff, man. You're killing me, dude. I'm so sorry. It's hilarious. All right, right. absolutely funny. Archmage, are you still there? (laughs) Talk to us, man. (laughs) That's great. It was a wonderful April Fool's prank. Nice. Oh, people, my finger on the screen. The members who watch this later are going to be like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it's so interesting for everybody who didn't watch it live, right? 
That's great. Oh my god. Oh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us so much, man. Dude, our clips are a disaster. Shane has wrecked them because he's going. The last three clips in a row. Yeah, I'm gonna be with my family on spring break, guys. That's why I'm gonna be gone. I didn't mention it earlier, but yeah, tell tell us what you're doing. Yeah, we're going up to my uh, our dad's ranch, where he's got like a little (laughs) our dad. Our (laughs) dad. I'm sorry. Let me let me just cut in here real quick. This is only for members. Our our dad saw a season of Yellowstone and got really inspired. (laughs) He really wanted to be like Kevin Costner. So he bought himself a ranch and a cat and a cat and one of those cattle uh, carts, the, like the go kart thing looking things. It's like a, it's like a golf cart, but it's for like the ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he has like a hat on and cowboy boots. And you're like, this is what happens when you experience your midlife crisis really late in life. You've seen too many too many westerns, and you have some extra money. Yeah. He was pretty funny. He's like, I've always wanted to be on. I've always wanted a ranch, and I'm like, since when? <laughs> since you since since like, you watched since Yellowstone? Since you watched since since you, you realized that Kevin Costner has one. Oh, it was pretty funny. So we're gonna go hang out up there, and um, it's near Yellowstone, so it's it'll be yeah, it's Yosemite. Why did I say Yellowstone? Because I said Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I almost said Jellystone, which would have been Yogi. I just Harris. think it's funny how he got a ranch next to Yosemite, which is yeah. like. A, a version of Yellowstone. Oh, it's just so close in comparison. National Park, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all good. So I'll be gone for a week. Brian will be here next week. It's going to be uh, Danny the Dork Knight will be uh, Brian's host, and I haven't confirmed it yet, but I do believe Anti Trekker is going to come on for a segment with you guys next week. Yeah, there you go. See, you know, you want to know why that's good. First off, Anti Trekker or Salty Trekker, whatever he calls himself now, is hilarious. Oh yeah, Salty Trekker. But what's more funny is the interaction between Salty Trekker and Danny Dark Knight. Yes, this is why I want him on next week. Guys, you guys don't get it. It's it's basically Salty Trekker making fun of Dark Knight ruthlessly while Dark Knight is defending himself. Ruthlessly, and they're friends. Yeah, it's it's like it's, they might have grown up together. I don't know. They seem like they know each other. During really. the live streams, I'm like, should I feel bad right now for Dork Knight? I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. But it doesn't seem to affect him. So, so I'll be watching next week because I'm sure yeah. it's going to be interesting. Oh, it will be. It's going to be a massive total crap show. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, well, we hope you guys have an awesome week. Uh, we will be back next week. Tomorrow, we got the Stargate story coming out, um, which, you know, you, we didn't say it, but, you know, we'll be getting, we're going to be getting new Stargate. So, yeah. Yeah, no, um, only three people are seeing this. Ready? Um, right now, but we got more people seeing Okay, it. so you're, you're, whoever's going to see this is going to be a member. So, bottom line is Shane actually talked to someone. Don't say who. I'm going to say who. Someone who is... Not just reputable, but reputable. Guaranteed, <laughs> it's the. Per- I don't know. I don't have another word Not for it. Not just reputable, but it's reputable. Reputable. Um, guaranteed. Look, this guy or girl. <laughs> <laughs> this guy or this girl. person who know. I don't know how they identify. <laughs> is uh, part of it and said. Without a shadow of a doubt, 
it's happening and not to say anything. And then yeah, Shane, here we are in the last two members videos, Shane has promptly brought it up. But listen, <clears throat> listen, shh, don't say nothing. Okay? I remember you know, yesterday someone was like, all right, I'll see you guys later. I'm going to go, I'm going to go make an, a completely unrelated Stargate video. <laughs> It was Archmage. Archmage. That was Archmage. Yeah, right. No making videos on it, guys. You Archmage is such a boss. I'll deny it. I'll say I never said anything. We don't even know what you're talking about. He clipped it. It's, he just clipped this moment too, where we're saying we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's a, what. Do, what do you call it when you like make somebody's face to fake? <laughs> yeah, my Are face turns into the other person's face. You're talking about. He's like, yes, there's going to be more stark. <laughs> it's a deep fake. And the deep fake. Oh God. Oh, we got to get out of here. All right. I'll see you guys later. Have a okay. great April 1st. Have a fantastic April. We will be back for Stargate video tomorrow on the Prime channel. And, of course, we'll be back next week for a couple of Prime uh, members videos. So we'll see you then. See you guys later. Uh, Rant of the week. <laughs>